This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into a Thursday edition, another Leeless edition, the final one, fear not. Uh, Mr. Shervanian will be back tomorrow, but it's the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. I'm in Air Sports 1 on the campus of Williamson High School. Looking forward to talking to all the fine folks out here over the next three hours right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. In addition to uh, thanking Dr. Christopher Monix for allowing this to take place, we also want to thank Allstate agent Ken Morgan and Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm. All right, we got a lot to get to over the next uh, three hours. We've got a great show lined up for you. But a man who continues, I should know better, I should absolutely know better, but a man that continues to surprise and baffle me went on a radio station yesterday, a friend of our show, and continues to shock and stun me. I shouldn't be surprised. We've seen this before. We've seen this movie before. We've seen this play out. We've seen the extended credits. We saw the Snyder Cut. It just continues to happen. But Rush Probst continues to to defy logic, ladies and gentlemen. He is now going on the record saying, guys, I don't see what the big deal is. There was no headset thrown. There is video evidence to prove it. Well, Mark, being the investigative journalist that he is, he went running to find said video. Oh, and give Coach Probst this. He was right. There was video of the play. You can't see anything he does or doesn't do in that video. So there's a reporter there who catches a nice frame. If a picture's worth a thousand words, they're about, you know, a million right there, which clearly shows there is a headset being thrown. There is video of a guy fixing said headset. Is it possible that the headset fell off in, in, his, in his attempt to tell his son to back up and not get into the, in the melee? It is. But my question here is, and it's kind of rhetorical, kind of not, why when asked why he threw his headset after the game, did he answer, he's my kid, I can discipline that, him how I want? That's what I was going to say. Um, Somebody help me. I, I know it's early and not all you guys have had your coffee, uh, but maybe you can explain that reasoning to me. Nick Wiggins, by the way, chauffeur extraordinaire here on WNSP. We live in an age of advanced special effects, deep fakes, <laughs> right? It's hard to tell fact from fiction. I could go back to the studio and edit a... Uh, picture of Lee throwing a headset at you, right? And oh, have it look so incredibly good. realistic. We should do that. <laughs> I'm a discipline mine how I want to. No, um, Rush Probst, he did it. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, common sense, right? Yeah. Why did you admit to the crime? And I just say, no, nah, actually, yeah. wait, there's no real video or photo. Actually, I didn't do it. It's so. he's one of those. We talk about this a lot, and. You know, there's always a kid you grew up with, or maybe that there's that kid at, or that guy at work that you work with where he is so full of it that he actually, truly, genuinely believes. I call that what the Cartman he's effect. Yeah. 
you will respect my authority. <laughs> uh, you know, a guy that that lies, but be- he just in his heart believes it. Like he's he's absolutely true. It's, it's it's he's just being honest. He believes he truly believes he didn't he didn't throw the headset. I don't understand it, but this is what makes Rush Rush, and this is why we talk about Rush. This is why we love to love to have Rush on. No matter what he does, it's going to be under a microscope, and it continues to be. If this were any other coach, my guess is we wouldn't even be talking about this. I mean, I can think of a million different ways to 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 assault a a, a player. Let's hear five. That's more effective <laughs> than throwing a, a, a set of, a headset at the kid, right? You can yeah. grab him by the face mask. You yeah. can slap him upside the head. You can headbutt him. You could push him. You can grab him by the shoulder pads. You could spank him like Saban did to AJ. Is that five? I think that's five. I think I just nailed it. Okay. And they would all be more aggressive than throwing. Could you? These wouldn't hurt if you weren't wearing a helmet. I don't know. If you threw that at me as hard as you could. I would feel some type of way. Well, that's because I got a cannon for an arm. But uh, sure. anyway, so you guys want to get in on Rush? Uh, it's the story that keeps on giving throughout the year. I mean, he's the Jelly of the Month Club right here, guys. Uh, so that was yesterday. That was yesterday afternoon. He was on Tide 100.9, um, and and went on and and talked about that. He said the video evidence is coming out. He will be cleared. It's really the same script he has followed in every controversial issue that has popped up. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. So a couple other things, by the way. Kind of, it was really cool. I think. Uh, did you guys see Nebraska set the record for a attendance at a women's sporting event? More than ninety-two thousand people showed up at Memorial Stadium for an outdoor volleyball kind of extravaganza. There were a couple different matches, including Nebraska, who was a five-time NCAA national champion, by the way. So here's the here's the part that gets me, guys. Nick, do some quick math. Right. 92,000 people. It was actually 92,003. Mm-hmm. Adults paid 25 bucks a head to get into it. It was like a two-match deal. Is this like a fundraiser? Uh, I don't. Yeah, they're raising a lot of money. I don't know what it's going to. And then... High schoolers and younger got in for five bucks. Were, were, was this one of those things where they were trying to break yes, the record? Yes, like, they, hey, guys, come yeah. on, let's break they, this they record. Put the let's court, support women. Yeah, they put the court out there on on the okay. on the field, and they opened the gates. And I mean, the the pictures in the video are out. I mean, it's incredible. I, I'm just imagining the guy in the nosebleeds. Yeah, not knowing what the hell is going on yeah. down there on the field. But hey, look. It's like that commercial where the guy, uh, the insurance commercial where the dude gets the seats for the game and he's literally right behind the pillar. You yep. can't see anything. Yeah. But here's the best part. S- tickets on the secondary market, we're going for 400 a pop. People want to be a part of history, man. It's like when women got the right to vote. Women, they're just breaking ground. Do you, uh, do you formulate stuff. these ideas or are they just kind of? Do I formulate my ideas or they just, my they just, love they and just support go. of... No, uh, no, no, nah, it's all natural, man. It, it I know is. that you have to write notes yeah. on that type of stuff, but for me... I just didn't know how you got I from love comparing... Uh, I'm not afraid to say it. To, I love women. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm wondering how you got from... We're talking about volleyball and setting a tennis record to, like, voting rights. Because, let me put I'm just trying together. to get inside yeah, the yeah, mind yeah, 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 yeah. of... Both of them took an effort... To going and doing something maybe um, against the norms to support uh, the equality of women 
in this instance in sports. And it's something maybe <laughs> the majority of men didn't want to do at the time. Okay. I guess I'm sorry, ass. That's my bad for asking. It's my bad. That's on me, fellas. That's on me. That's but on look, me. I bet from here on out, every – now, wait. Why didn't Nebraska do this? That's what he said, right? Nebraska? Yeah. They did. Seems kind of random. Well, I mean, they are a five-time defending NCAA champ, so there's a pretty oh. good following there. All right. And they brought in some a couple other schools, and they did, like, this invitational – Mm. But could you imagine? In all seriousness, how cool is it that you can that 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 those teams played in front of ninety two thousand? That is that is wild. That really is pretty cool. So that was. Is that going to be the most watched women's sporting event of all time for the foreseeable future? It will be the best is attended. Someone, is someone itching to break that record? Uh, and what question. would break that record? What 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 women's sporting event would you be number ninety three thousand? Yeah, be because like, I'm here the Let's previous the previous record in this country was a women's World Cup game. If uh, I don't have my notes in front of me like you suggested on that, but I'm pretty sure um, the other guy that used to that sits in this chair just kind of throws stuff out. So I don't. I, I, don't I would know. check out a women's boxing match. I think we could probably get a hundred thousand people out to watch women box each other. Lala Ali, maybe. Lala Ali? Yeah, like Muhammad's... Oh, uh, I, I thought maybe you had something stuck in your mouth. No, no. That was my attempt at um, reaching deep, deep, deep into the recesses of my uh, of my brain. Hmm. Bring Ronda Rousey out of retirement. She's not doing Expendables movies anymore. How bad has that gotten? She's not even in it anymore. They needed new blood. They replaced her with Megan Fox. It's an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very talented actress. I bet you'd actress. get 100,000 people to come out and watch Megan uh, Fox box somebody. I'm, I'm telling you, that, that's, that's, a, that's an upgrade on the, on, on, the, on the talent, the acting talent, though, right? I mean, Expendables doesn't exactly set the bar real high, but... I don't know. I feel like I've had my Jason Statham fix for the summer. I'm good. Did you see Meg 2? What did you say? Did you see the Meg 2, speaking no. of Jason Statham? No. Would you say? I didn't see that. Mr. Movie had no idea what I was talking I didn't, about. I thought you said bag, too. And then when you repeated it, it clicked in my head. There's no movie called bag, too. But now you're thinking of ideas. You're like <laughs> you're trying to spitball a... Well, I'm trying to think what would bag one been about and why did they make a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So coming up today, uh, by the way, we do have college football, specifically SEC football tonight, Florida and Utah. Uh, it's going to be a big one in South Dakota and Missouri. little news about the Florida-Utah game. Uh, it has been reported that Utah quarterback um, Cameron Horizon is not expected to play. He's 18-6 and six in the last two seasons. He tore his ACL in the Rose Bowl against Penn State. Um, Bryson Barnes expected to start. That game starts at 7 o'clock tonight. That's on ESPN. Missouri's on the SEC network. All right, we're here at Williamson. Uh, high school. We're hoping to catch up with Shumbay Hunter, the athletic director and uh, basketball coach here at Williamson to kick things off. Antonio Coleman uh, will join us at 6.30. Some of his players at 6.50. Paul Feinbaum at 7. Eli Gold at 7.30. And Matt Stahl, my colleague over at AL.com, he covers Alabama football. Did an interesting kind of fun piece. I've been accused of being negative about Alabama, so how much is Nick Saban smiling? this season for this offseason leading up to the big games he did an in-depth scientific uh story on that and so we'll get his thoughts on that 
So we're just getting started. It's the Dr. Chris Ramonix High School Game Day. Mark Heim, Nick Wiggins, Michael Bronner back in the studios at WNSP. We're in Air Sports Warren, the campus of Opal Williamson High School, right here on the sports station, WNSP. This is Chris Samuels. You're listening to WNSP 105.5 Roll Tide. And God bless. Welcome back in, 620. Thanks for hanging with us on the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark Kahn and Air Sports One, we're out at Williamson High School. Want to thank uh, some folks for making this happen, the Orthopedic Group, and a special thanks to David Morris of QB Country, the huge supporter, obviously, of high school athletics. We appreciate those guys making uh, becoming part of our uh, coverage here. We're now joined by the athletic director and a basketball coach here. Maybe necessarily not in that order. Shumbay Hunter joins us here on Air Sports One. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right, so how did you pull this athletic duty director gig? Here we are in football-rich Mobile, and we got a basketball coach at the AD? Man, who'd you fool? <laughs> I, I don't think it was a foolish situation. <laughs> I, um, I believe that, um, that, that I guess my, my love for the, the student-athlete and – the love for sports and, and making things um, the way they need to be across the board um, allowed me the opportunity to yeah. to garner this position. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, so we're going to talk with Antonio Coleman coming up here in a bit about the football team, so we won't harp too much on that. But tell me what's going on this fall around Williamson as far as uh, athletics. What keeps you busy? Man, just a different approach uh, every year. Nothing stays the same. Um, you have to look at, look at things in a different light, uh, different kids. Different student athletes, um, they grow both physically and mentally. So uh, nothing stays the same, which is a good thing um, that, that we're able to broaden our minds and, and, and do the things we need to meet those, um, those individuals where they are. Uh, traditionally, you guys play in your own backyard here, football games, but everybody around here is getting a new stadium. How about that? I know. That's great. Uh, is um. It's a situation I think the, the central office has worked very hard to do. Um, they, have, uh, they have made sure they are patient with their layouts and, and how they put things in, in place. And we are, um, we're all excited about the situation. Yeah. I, I, I rolled in here. It was still dark. And you got people hard at work around this campus. What's going on over here? Yeah, they, um, just renovations. I, uh, thought, I, I thought I saw you up there and no, then I knew better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you knew better. It, <laughs> it wasn't me that early in the morning. It was hard for me to get up this morning and meet you here. But at the same time, uh, we, we have a lot of construction going on here. Again, kudos to uh, Mobile County Public School Systems for the renovations that they are doing around um, the campus. And uh, we're grateful. Getting a, a, a new roof, as you see, on the, uh, the gym area and also our 7th and 8th grade wing. So it's, um, it's shaping up. Yeah. Shaping up. Uh, we're, like I said, we're going to talk to Antonio Coleman, but he, has been, he was very vocal during uh, media days. Uh, I'm going to ask him the very simple question that he asked everybody else. I'll ask you, why not Williamson? Oh, it, it's, it's evident. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> if you come and, and, and take a look, we, we offer the same thing anybody else would offer. Yeah. Um, just an opportunity to... Uh, for for anyone to step on campus and see what we do 
that's that's the key. Um, you, you're always going to get some outside situations where you know naysayers say this, that, and the other. But once you get inside, you you understand. Just like anything else, yeah. You you don't really understand until you're in, on the inside. You can you know you never see everything you need to from the outside. But once you get on the inside. Um, you'll figure out it's all the same or even better. I know I know. tradition is, is a word that is used a lot around here. How important is it, is it for you to kind of bestow that and, and educate your guys, not not just football, but your student-athletes, uh, about the rich tradition here at this school? Well, I tell you, it's, it's kind of tough. Um, this day and age kid, they, you have to show them yeah. um, before they believe. Um, just telling them and what it used to be like and, yeah. and when I was growing up, this, that, and other, <laughs> you, you can't do that anymore. These kids are, um, these days are right now kids. Um, even with dealing with my own four, yeah. you know, they, they don't believe until they see it or touch it. So um, that's that might be the biggest challenge. But at the same time, I think it's a challenge that we have to continue to harp on. And um, it's, it, it'll come around. What, what obviously things, the, the dynamic of your job changes when, when hoops start, but what what is your biggest hurdle or what's, what do you spend the most time on in the fall as an, as an athletic director from an administrative standpoint? Just making sure everything is up and running smoothly. I mean, the fall sports obviously drive the, um, the year. Yeah. And it's important that they get off on a good note, um, whether it be football, volleyball, uh, cross country, cheer, band. Uh, we look to those guys to set the tone for the year. And, um, you know, in my position, there's a lot of running around, making sure everybody is in place, everything is where it needs to be in order to take us through uh, May of 2024. He's Sean Bay Hunter. He's the athletic director and basketball coach here at Williamson. All right, so uh, you're a football guy. Well, what, what are you doing this weekend, man? It's college football. You, you sitting in front of the tube? You got yourself a frosty one? What are we doing? Well, I told you I have four kids, right? Oh, okay. So you're, so you're sitting in the tube watching. Yeah, they, they, don't, <laughs> they don't allow a lot of sitting down uh-huh. um, unless I separate myself um, <laughs> from, from, the, uh, from the situation, in which I will. Okay. So I'll catch some, some, uh, some college games. Uh, big Alabama fan, so I'll be watching in on them to see uh, the big question, who's starting the quarterback how that's being handled, uh, that type of stuff. So it's always uh, it's always interesting to see what Nick Saban is going to do. So or would you have preferred him release a depth chart, or you just you just you that just leads up to the anticipation of? No, nah, I, I like the anticipation. Right. I, I, I'm um, I like to be that way myself in coaching. Um, I, I, I don't I don't really like to disclose. A lot of information is when you are you get, that guy yeah when you get here it's just what you get <laughs> <laughs> all right so as most of us know your your football coach may feel differently about alabama than you do sure. do, do, you, do you guys ever get into that sure no no i, I um i respect his position mm-hmm. as a student athlete at auburn mm-hmm. and um i'm sure with anything else he respects any any alabama fan so we kind of stay on our sides of the fence. Well, that's no fun. Uh, yeah, it's all fun. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so uh, give me a sneak. I know it's real early, but give me a sneak peek what you got coming back on the fl- uh, basketball floor this year. Uh, players. Or you going you going to tell me or you're not going to tell I me? I have players. You going to keep it close to the vest? <laughs> I mean, it is August. <laughs> well, I, we were young last year, so okay. you can put that, you know, put two and two together. All right. Um, I think we got a good core coming back. Um, I think we put the time in. 
from spring to summer. And I think, I think our um, our ending to last season is still with us. And I and when I say that, I I, I think our our um, I guess I I would say the pain we felt is going to inspire our growth uh, as as individuals, as a coaching staff. Because I think we were um, <clears throat> we were short lived a little bit, but at the same time. I think if, if this is a, a saying, I think that um, losing came at the right time okay. or success ended at the right time, allowed us to be a little bit um, hungrier coming in. How many, guys, how, how many guys you got? We only got a minute here, but how, how many guys you got playing basketball that are playing football right now? Um, at this moment, three, but I'm sure there will be more. That, uh, that 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 presents. Themselves. All right, so you're a little bit of a nervous dad out there, hoping nobody. Of course. Know. Okay. I mean, you would I be that way want, anyway. I always want the health of the uh, of the student athlete. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, I, I, we got to run. Uh, Sean Bay Hunter, where do you do your shopping for your for your clothes? Everybody thrift stores. Thrift Stop stores. Stop it. Yard Stop sales. Stop it. I oh. just sent them to the clean. I got a very good cleaner and a sem- seamstress. <laughs> Yeah, that does a good job at altering my clothes. I, uh-huh. I take her a suit that's a size 50, and she'll make it a size 40. Shumbay now, he's he's Mr. GQ now, but don't hate the play, I hate the game. <laughs> All right, hey, we appreciate you having us out as always. Thank you. I All right, man, it. that's Shumbay Hunter. He's going to join us uh, uh, throughout the course of the show. Uh, Antonio Coleman is next. We'll get his take on a number of issues, including this football team. It's the Dr. Chris Romanex High School Game Day. We're at Williamson. Stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP. Vermont X High School Game Day. Mark Hyman, Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Williamson High School. Want to thank uh, some folks for making this happen. Mobile County Sheriff's Department. We appreciate them coming aboard, along with Ward International Trucks and LNS Air Conditioning. Uh, without those folks, uh, this would not be possible. So we appreciate everybody that uh, sponsors high school athletics here in the Mobile and Baldwin County areas. Uh, we'll take your phone calls a little bit later in the show. We are now joined by Williamson head coach Antonio Coleman. Coach, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? Uh, living the dream, man. Uh, how are you? You look. You looking. You looking good. Like you could still suit up. Man, that's the only thing that keeps me grounded. Working out. I get up about three thirty, and I I, I, get, I start to work uh, before the kids get in. So I love it. All right. So I didn't think I would ever make this comparison in my life, but you and Lee Shervanian are a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, that's my buddy, man. Lee is my buddy. Y'all workout buddies? Y'all get up early and go workout? You know what? I've actually seen him in the gym a lot. Yeah. You know, and when I'm coming in, either he's he's on the treadmill, but yeah, he's hitting that. He's pushing that treadmill to to the max. Yeah, he he wears that treadmill out. I don't too much mess with the <laughs> treadmill, but he does. All right, let's talk some ball, uh, Coach. What'd you learn about your team uh, in week one? There, uh, I learned that we're young. Um, you know, I played a lot of eight graders, yeah. uh, a few seven graders. Um, we're breaking in two new quarterbacks. Will be two tonight um, because my other quarterback he'll 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 get some spin tonight too. 
um, and that we're, we're talented, but when you're young, you can't make mistakes. You know, I learned special teams wise, uh, probably one of the best, better special teams that I've had. Uh, they played pretty good. So just excited about the youth that we have uh, and the experience that these kids gained. All right, so uh, I'll try to put this in a reporter-type way. Will your roster resemble what last week's roster resembled as far as availability? Um, I wish I could answer that. I okay. wish I knew. But I, I still have to get cleansed to figure out, you know, exactly uh, what do we do moving forward. You know, was it a, a big hit? to the program, the community, and uh, everyone at this school, yes, you yeah. know, and uh, uh, unfortunate situation, um, but, you know, I'm going to fight for my kids like I always do. Sure. And, uh, you know, if, if we're going to do this thing, I just think we should do it the right way, and it should go full circle, and it, uh, it just shouldn't stop with my kids. So, and my kids, they, 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 they are my babies, and uh, I'm not here for money, I'm not here for anything, but to protect my kids and make sure they're treated fairly. So I do I, I do have a strong belief in that. He's Antonio Coleman. He's the head coach here at Williamson High School. I've, I've wanted to ask this question because uh, for a long time because you asked the question, and I want your answer. Why not Williamson? Oh, and look, there's a smile on the man's face now. Okay, why, why not Williamson is it, 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 it really speaks for itself in the things that we deal with in everyday life. You know, uh, you know, we don't get a lot of opportunities. Yeah. People don't give us a lot of chances. They don't think that uh, Williamson could reach the caliber of some of these other teams around here. But I'm here. It's a, it's a different time now. Uh, that's the slogan we live by. Um, some of the same things that these high-caliber teams have, we have. You know, uh, money's not an issue here with me. Uh, making sure my kids are taken care of. Uh, the community, uh, they, they love us. I'm from the community. Um, they're behind us 100%. The kids believe in me and they love me. Um, and I have kids from all over the world that, that want to come play for Coach Coleman because of the way he runs his program. And that's academically and athletically. So I truly believe that that Why Not Williamson it stands for uh, Antonio Coleman, a Jamarcus Russell, a Sherman Williams, a Jamal Henry, guys that have played the game uh, and relate the game, the actual football game, to the game of life. You know, uh, I'm not telling you you don't already know, but you turned a lot of heads this preseason during media day, right? We, mm -hmm. You started talking about uh, tradition over transfer. Mm -hmm. It's clearly an issue uh, in all high school athletics, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it get to the point that it's at now, and I don't know how we put the genie back in the bottle. I don't know how you fix it. How much of an issue has it been for you uh, losing guys or guys being approached uh, to, to – for greener pastures i've had quite a few kids approached and my kids are openly honest with me yeah because they love me and they trust me yeah you know i won't name out yell out particular schools but you have to understand my roster uh as of right now i have seven kids with division one offers yeah you know and i got three with fbs offers so i got a total of 10 kids that are talented uh great wise they do what they're supposed to do um, so you're going to have schools approach them. You know, I, I don't dabble too much in NIL and what uh, a certain program can give a kid, but I tell my kids anything that they want or anything that someone is promising them, I promise you we can get it here at Williamson. But my kids don't do anything for money. They do it for the love of the game and the love of the coaches. So. Were you surprised by the reaction, which was mostly, I mean, positive. Were you surprised 
by the reaction to those comments you made in that preseason about tradition over transfer? Uh, somewhat, you know, because like I said before, most people, if you really know the tradition of Williamson High School, uh, this, this school was built on greatness way before me with yeah. T-Mar and, you know, and, and all of those guys. And uh, my kids, they come here because they love the tradition. They love the coaches. They love the atmosphere. They love the community, you know. So, uh, like, like you said before, man, I mean, it's real bad. I don't know how we stop it, yeah. you know. But the only thing I know is uh, I haven't lost any kids uh, worried about going anywhere else because they love and they trust me. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, and I think I speak for most people listening right now, uh, part of what makes this place special is your passion for the place, right? I think a lot of places you get guys coming in to be a part of a community and a, and a coach that isn't familiar with the area who might wind up being there for, but you, you, you've been here since day one. Like you grew up here. You understand the dynamic of this place and what this place means and could mean to, to future student athletes that come through here. And I think, I think you exude that. I think that that's a positive, right? I, I think people see that passion in you. Most definitely. And people have to understand what my job is consists of is 80% of everyday life with these kids the other 20 percent is football so i have to take care of these kids in life football is going to help them in life so 80 percent of our job all of my coaches is real life it has nothing to do with football uh he's antonio coleman he's uh the head coach here at williamson high school that's where we are today in air sports one uh i talked to shumbe hunter he claims to be an alabama fan how does that how does that how does that dynamic work? Do you have to put him in his place? I mean, you're 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 still a large man, Coach. You you know what? And I I didn't know Hunter to be an Alabama fan. I'm just this is my first time hearing this because he doesn't mention it a lot. Oh, he knows better than that. Yeah, I mean, come at you we have that. an issue now. Me and him, we're gonna have to talk because <laughs> I, I didn't know that. But maybe I can get him over to my side. Uh, you got to be excited about the upcoming college football season, Hugh Freeze. Uh, you've been following. I know you've been busy with your own football team, but you keep an eye on the Tigers still. Oh, most definitely. I've been up uh, numerous times. We went to coaching clinics up there. Uh, I've talked with uh, Hugh Freeze. I've talked with Zach Etheridge. You know, that's one of my yeah. best buds. I, I talked with him. A lot. Robert Woodyard's up there. So I've actually been up there to the facility, been in the coaching offices, and got me a couple of coaching pointers. Uh, but definitely, I think it's definitely back to Auburn football. And I think Hugh Freeze was a great hire. Uh, he's done a lot of big things in the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, he's brought in a lot of competition and a lot of talent. And I'm excited to see those guys play. Uh, all right. Favorite, your favorite high school playing moment and your favorite playing moment at Auburn? Uh, high school favorite moment. Uh, LaFleur, my senior year, I think I kicked a 36-yard field goal with probably about two seconds left to win the ball game. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. You can kick? Yeah, I was a kicker. You see, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I kicked like a 36-yard field goal to beat them. Hmm. So, I mean, that was that was the favorite moment. I did moment. not see that one coming. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube, man. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm YouTubing it right now. <laughs> All right, keep talking. All right, what was your – I mean, I, I got to believe that your Auburn moment ain't nearly as cool as that. But, okay, but, give it a shot. shot. My favorite Auburn moment, um, I can and I can name a lot of favorite ones from uh, me playing, but it, it was more so visual of me and uh, be, being a student of the game. So, I mean, what I mean by a student of the game is – the honk if you sack Brody. Yeah. I was on the sideline for that. I, I redshirted. Uh-huh. But I actually envisioned myself out there making plays, getting the sack also. Yeah. So that kind of propelled my career 
next year when I actually started playing, you know, to lead the SEC in sacks two years in a row. So I think that was a big moment for me to see the atmosphere, to see these guys having fun against, you know, Alabama, to understand how big the rivalry was, yeah. and to actually be able to visualize myself doing something. So that could be a trivia question down the road, was who was the one player that didn't sack Brody that day? And it would be Antonio yeah, Coleman because be he was right Antonio Coleman. How many would you have gotten had you played? Man, probably about four. <laughs> I'm gonna go for four. Uh, have you? Did you have a chance to see the uh, Florida Gators doc in the Johnny Manziel documentary? I don't know if you had a chance. Yeah, I've watched both. How much of that can you relate to? Because uh, you were at a big time SEC program and things were going, like, can, can, was a lot of that relatable? A lot of it was relatable, and I don't think people were really understand unless you lived it. Yeah. You know, and I actually lived it. Yeah. You know, and with, with the Florida documentary with Johnny Manziel, like this is this is actually everyday life. Yeah. You know, when you're a college student. So yeah. I can relate to all of that. Matt drills. Did you ever do Matt drills? We did Matt drills every year. Shout out to Coach Kevin Yossel. Uh, I still talk to him to this day. He was my strength and conditioning coach. Because that, that, that just looks insane. Like, it, it, it seemed like there were no rules. In, in the doc, when dude was giving that guy the elbow to the chest, I was like, Damn, the guys get charged for doing less. Just trust me. We still talk about Kevin Yossel to this day. Yeah. Everyone that played Auburn football, we go all the way back to Jason Campbell. We can date all the way back. Yeah. Everyone knows Coach Yossel. And my guess is you're trying to instill, not necessarily Matt drills, but a lot of that intensity um, in your high school program, which may be tough to do because there's a big difference between a 16, 17-year-old and a, and a 20, 21-year-old guy hitting hit the gym. Right, and that's what I instill in them. Yeah. You know, Coach Yasso, he helps me out with my workout programs to this yeah. day. You know, and if I instill toughness in these kids, uh, you know, we're better will our way through a lot of these games. But most of my kids are tough, you know, and that's what I instill in them. Do you think if we put Nick Wiggins here into your program, he would – just for a day, just through one workout, do you think he could hold his breakfast or do you think it'd be all over the place? Would I be sweating out of my skin or out of my eyes? Well, you'd probably be cramped up uh, during stretches. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty tough. We start off with abs, so you're, you'll probably be locked up before we even get to the workout. Yeah. The kids yeah. stay Gervanian, busy. no problem. Nick? Yeah, right. I mean, I see Lee in the gym. I know he probably wouldn't have a Lee's problem. Lee's a different breed, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, uh, tell me a little bit about what you're expecting tonight. Uh, against your opponent, and mention some of those guys that have some offers, man. Who, who are some of the names that we need to be looking for? Uh, Carday Smith, he picked up a Texas A&M and an Auburn offer. He has about six offers right now. He's a 6'6", offensive tackle. He's a junior. Uh, Yusuf Clark, which is my outside linebacker. Well, I think we're going to try to talk to today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He has about five offers. Uh, Jermaine McCree, which is, he'll be my sophomore cornerback. He has five offers. Uh, Taj Overton is a safety. He has about six offers. Uh, Robert McMillan is the offensive tackle. He has about four offers. So I got a lot of kids uh, with a lot of talent, you know, but with talent comes uh, trust in the process. Sure. You know, and breaking in two new quarterbacks, uh, that's going to take some time, you yeah. know, and I'm, I understand that. But the end goal is for the us to get better every week, you know, and that's what we plan to do tonight is get better. He's Antonio Coleman, head coach here at Williamson, and uh, got me ready to run through a brick wall. So, hey, man, we appreciate you having us out. Wish you the best of luck today and in the rest of the season. It's All always right. fun to come out. Man, thank you for having me. Thank you, WNSP. Uh, it's always a joy to come on. Oh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure Lee will get you at the, at the gym. Yeah, I already know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll come back. We'll talk to some of Coach's players here. It's the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School game day. We're out at Williamson in Air Sports 1.
It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Paul Feinbaum at 7 o'clock, Eli Gold at 7.30. But it's all about the line. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Bobby Humphrey, and when I'm in Mobile, I'm listening to WNSP FM 105.5. Wrapping up our number one here of our Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Uh, Mark Heim in uh, Air Sports One on the campus of Williamson High School. Thanks to Antonio Coleman and all the fine folks for having us out here. want to thank Rich's Car Wash and Will Barnes and his family at McDonald's Restaurants uh, for being uh, a sponsor of our high school football coverage. Um, you guys can jump in at 694-1055. You can hit us up in the app at WNSP.com. Uh, coming up, uh, Paul Feinbaum will join us at 7. Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, at 7.30. And Matt Stahl, uh, my colleague over at AL.com, first time uh, he'll be on the show with us. He did a story on if Nick Saban smiled more, right? I've been accused of being negative towards Alabama. So I thought, you know what? Let's be more positive here on a Thursday. Got a little football going on today and tonight. Let's be a little more optimistic. Is the man smiling more? And more importantly, what does that mean for Alabama's season? We'll dive into that coming up at 8.30. Or we can get into it now, Nick. What do you think? you think that's a good thing? It could show a sign of him getting weaker. It actually takes less muscles <laughs> in your face to smile than it does to frown. So he might just be conserving his energy. For a long season. Yeah. Which is, he knows he knows big frowns are on the way, so <laughs> go ahead and get the smiles out he, now. It's a quota in his contract to get so many done. Yeah. Okay. I I, I, can, I would assume. Yeah. But you know what they say about people who assume things. I do. I, I don't know if they say that about uh, those that assume. I think they say what I think it's about assumptions. I don't right. think it's about the person as much as they say about the actual idea of assuming. If you assume, it makes an ass out of you and me. Well, what do they say about assumptions? You, you know, the, the the saying is, you know what they say about assumptions? What is that? I, I'm asking. No, I don't know that one. What You don't do think they I say? can handle uh, one of Coach's workouts? No. Man? No. We ought to come out here, me, you, get all the gang out here, and go through just a full day of practice. Put put us in some pads. Let's do some Oklahoma drills, man. No, Would I you think, do that? No, can, I, can you imagine Lee in, like, a helmet and <laughs> I think Antonio Coleman's workout would absolutely destroy all of us. I don't think any of us could get through. I bet I'd make it longer it. than any anyone else. Says the, the 26-year-old. Like, what are we talking about here? I'd be Bronner fine. Back at the studio, I was about to say, Bronner. I'd be yeah, fine. I mean, Bronner could. Uh, no, I, I, I'd make He's it. got youth on his size. On his size. On his side. But you I've guys got are endurance old. and. Uh, endurance and know-how and the will to be successful and i'm too ignorant to be a loser so i would force myself man i leave all my blood my tears and my sweat on that field much like this guy right here i'm sure all right so um we're joined by uh linebacker yusef clark here at williamson could either one of us get through an antonio coleman workout and live to tell about it <laughs> 
I mean, if you just got the dedication for it and the work for it, then you can make it. I mean, if we, if, but I mean, if we walked in right now and said, Coach, bring it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate you joining us. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the game tonight, your opponent. What do you know? Um, we played the Florida past three years. Uh, I know they're not as the most talented team, but they're going to fight. Yeah. They're not going to give up. And we just got to be prepared, can't make mental mistakes. Would you learn about yourself? Would you learn about this team in week one? It was quite the wake-up call. Um, I learned we got a lot of – young people on the team yeah not the most experienced team but we're still talented and i know they still want to play what uh coach was talking a little bit about are you got a bunch of guys with some 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 offers you're one of them mm -hmm. uh who, who who's looking at you right now um well i got off from utsa alabama and um liberty mississippi state valley yeah, I got some more. I can't think about yeah, right now. That's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, what is it about Antonio Coleman that you love as a coach? We talked to him. It's uh, what, what it stands out is his passion mm -hmm. for not only uh, for this school and this program, but you guys uh, in in the kids. What is it that you like most about playing for him? We was talking about this the um, other day. I like how he. It's not. It's not all about football with him. Yeah. It's more about real life. It's not just always football is what's going to happen after football. And I feel like he could still get out there and get padded up and, and get out there on the team. <laughs> All right, so apparently in high school he ran like a 4-5, four, 4-5-5. Five, four, five, five. Mm -hmm. could, could you beat that? Yeah, I think I got him. <laughs> <laughs> but he also kicked in high school. See, I did not know this. Big, tough coach. Used to kick field goals. I didn't know that. How about that? You learn something new every day <laughs> at WNSP. I mean, he looks like a kicker, right? Nah, I didn't. What's your first class? My first class? Yeah. Culinary. Culinary? Oh, dude. Had nice. we known that, we could have put a grill out here. I was about to say. <laughs> what, do, what, are we, what are we making? Like, what, what are we learning? Um, What's your best dish? I'm, I'm good at frying foods. Well, so. if it ain't fried, it ain't cooked in yeah. my book. So, all right. So, so I made some fried chicken. And if I'm, like, if I got enough time, I'll cook some spaghetti. All right. So, you're a senior? Julia. Thank goodness. All right, we're going to have you back next year. That's right. <laughs> we're going to put a grill out here or whatever, whatever right. you need. Yeah. And we're going to make this happen. You going to cook? For, do you cook for the team? No. We got our coaches be cooking, so I don't be having to. Are they good? Mm hmm. So you got Home a good grade? You got a good grade in your culinary class? Yes, sir. It's early. It's early. That's right. right. I mean, we, we, we're not diving into real. So what is that? Stuff. You you walk into class and they're like, all right, today we're learning how to make a lasagna. No, it's um <laughs> today is souffle day. <laughs> they just we um like write down recipes, ingredients, take a test on it, then we just go in the kitchen and cook it. Okay. That's awesome. Nice. I want to take that. So class. what are we learning this week? In we the haven't class? really they really just get in the kitchen um like cleaned up, okay. make sure there's no like accidents and then I we'll start. You. Safety first, right? Yeah. Right. You know that one kid, they'd be like flipping the grease over and getting it all on them, and that's a whole lawsuit. Can't have that. Flicking grease at people. <laughs> right, yeah, that, to message your friends and stuff. Slapping people with the spatula. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you said it's great to meet you. Um, you want to give us a prediction tonight? Um, I say about 28-0. We're going to run the ball a lot. All right. 
All right, oh, yeah. you heard it here. And uh, defense going to pitch your soda out. Yeah. All right, I love it. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Don't want to keep – do you get to eat at the end of the class? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> why didn't I take a class like that? <laughs> I know, right? All right, what time does it start? My class? Yeah, today. Um, I don't think they'll be cooking today. They're oh. going to cook tomorrow. Man, I was about to say, we might be here I know by the we'd time still it be ends. here. Sneak in and get a, get a sample. All right, well, best of luck with uh, the game tonight and culinary class. I expect uh, a seven-course meal next year when we're out here. How about that? I got you. All right, man. Well, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Best of luck to Thank you. Thank you, All right. That's uh, Yusef Clark, the linebacker here at Williamson. Uh, they play tonight. You can hear the call of that game. Uh, Mr. Bronner's on the call tonight here on WNSP. All right, coming up. Hour number two is chock full. And even when Lee's not here, he's here in spirit with the lineup. Uh, Paul Feinbaum will join us. We'll talk to some more folks here at Williamson at 720. Uh, Eli Gold at 730. Um, and continue with those comments in the app at WNSP.com. It's the Dr. Christopher Monarch's high school game day. We're out here at Williamson High School. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, hour number two, the Dr. Christopher Monax High School game day. Mark, I'm uh, in Air Sports 1 on the campus of Williamson High School. Thanks to Antonio Coleman and the, all the fine folks here for having us out. Um, Lee Shervanian will be back from his vacation uh, tomorrow when we take uh, Air Sports 1 on the road to St. Paul's. Uh, coming up today, uh, we'll talk to Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide. He joins us at 7.30. I want to thank, uh, in addition to Dr. Christopher Monex, a number of participating sponsors, including uh, the Orthopedic Group and uh, QB Country. David Morris over at QB Country, a big fan and supporter of high school sports, so we appreciate them coming aboard, as always. Our next guest needs no introduction. He is the one and only Paul Feinbaum, SEC Network Analyst. Paul, good morning. Is there anybody in the state of Alabama that likes you today? Uh, probably only Lee, and I, he may not be in Alabama, so uh, it's, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have, uh, people. People in, in, in Alabama are, get very are very thin-skinned sometimes. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you knew that or not. I've heard rumors. Uh, I had, because uh, as you know, me being the uh, the guy that documents every word you ever say, got some very colorful uh, emails on behalf of listeners talking about you. Uh, in fact, uh, questioning a number of your characteristics over the last 24 hours. Well, I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, what, what, one thing that happens, Mark, first week of the year, you know, people like you and me, we end up doing uh, various interviews and but no matter what you say in an interview, uh, it, 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 and you understand this since you do it for a living, uh, it, it's, 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 it's sliced up and put together, spiced together, sliced together, and, and, then it get, and then it gets aggregated, and people only see the headline. They don't read the context. Yeah. 
All right, so put it all in context for us. We're obviously, uh, for those who are just joining us, we're kind of referring to the fact that Nick Saban didn't release a depth chart. Um, put a little, give us a little context and a little perspective on your comments. Okay. Number one, I don't think a depth chart per se is that big of a deal, and I think Hugh Freeze uh, made light of it this week, as other coaches do. All we really wanted to know was who the quarterback was going to be and, and wh where are we on that. And I, I think Saban did not want to go there, so instead he, 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 he created a false narrative. And the false narrative is you guys out there, you know, you're always demanding uh, a depth chart, and last year you caused a lot of distractions. Well, first of all, that's not true. Uh, every every organized team in America, whether it's uh, m middle school, junior high, uh, high school, Pee Wee, Little League, you, you name it, Mark, we all we all have a depth chart. Everybody knows who the starting uh, quarterback is and who the backup. So I start. I, I just kind of you know really was uh, you know bewildered by by Saban. You know, essentially. Now he didn't do it directly, but he. He was blaming the media. That's how he was trying to come across because he knows that his 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 audience, which are the Alabama fans, you know, will will we'll follow him uh, right off of a cliff. So uh, I just commented on that in various interviews. Uh, I used the word bullying, which I think is true. Uh, and Mark, you've heard me say this many many times, and uh, you know, it, it's one of the things about Nick Saban that I think is is, is among his weakest characteristics. His ability, you know, he has to bully people, and I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of bullies. I think, I think, uh, when you're the greatest coach of all time, you don't need to talk down to people. Uh, and I made a comparison in one of the interviews, and I'll make it even uh, more clear here. I covered Coach Bryant, not for long, uh, for two or three years, and even at the end of Bryant's tenure, when he, you know, he was a little more uh, cantankerous uh, because of age and illness, he never belittled a reporter. He never belittled those who had less than he did. I mean, he may, he may have given a sharp answer or two, but that's what that's why the average fan loved him. And, and by the way, 41 years after his death, still still cherishes him. Saban is different. Uh, he is not Bear Bryant. Uh, and he may be bear, uh, equal to Bear Bryant as a coach, uh, and that is that is a fact. But but in terms of his character, in terms of how he presents himself, he's uh, Nick Saban is no bear, Brian. Paul Feinbaum, our guest here on WNSP. You can follow him on Twitter at Feinbaum. So do you believe, or people you've talked to, do you feel that this decision not to release a depth chart and not name a starter is because all three guys are so competitive and so close that he can't name one or that no one has been able to separate themselves from what might be a mediocre group. I, I think he had, I think there is a, there is a challenge right now in, in, in separation. And I think he's also concerned about one other thing. It's not, by the way, it's not Ty Buckner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Buckner. Uh, I mean, he, he has been up and down. Uh, I mean, there are weeks when, when he's uh, second team. There's weeks when he's third team. The concern, I believe, is Ty Simpson. I don't think he wants to uh, let Ty Simpson know that he may be uh, either at, at, at the two level or the three level. Uh, or may, and and I, I just don't think he wants, he wants a, a young player overreacting and bailing out. Uh, so... He knows he has a little bit of time, and now Mark, you've heard this ad nauseum. He'll experiment Saturday night, and, and I think he'll 
you know, we'll know as he knows. And that's, and by the way, that's the only way you can know. The only thing he could have done, though, I don't know why he couldn't have uh, released the depth chart and simply had, uh, you know, Milrow or Buckner or Ty Simpson. Is that really all that difficult? No, it's not. And, you know, you brought up something. He made a comment yesterday I thought that was really um, fascinating to me. So he was asked about Ty Simpson specifically. And Nick Saban does generally a pretty good job of not answering a question, and he uses the word all, right? All are making improvement. But where I thought he slipped up a little bit and revealed a little something was he talked about, obviously, quarterbacks not being outcome-oriented. But he started talking about not showing emotions when things go wrong and mistakes are opportunities to learn. But I felt like in that instance, and I don't know if you saw the press conference, I felt like he was talking about Simpson, like that was one of the negatives he was trying to get Simpson to improve on or turn around was the fact that he probably gets a little down on himself when things don't go well, and that's something you can't have if you're going to play quarterback at the University of Alabama. Well, I believe that's 100% true. I had a friend, uh, and by the way, we all have friends who have friends, okay? Uh, and this individual told me it was a practice last week, and Simpson uh, was playing with the third team and, and really looked, looked distraught at the practice. And that's not what you want. Um, and, you know, I, I think what's, what's been unique is, uh, you know, I mean, there was even a, a moment uh, three weeks ago when the fourth team quarterback had moved into the conversation. I don't believe that's the case anymore. And, and Mark, all we're doing is grasping for straws. Every I, I interviewed uh, uh, one of your former colleagues last night, um, and, and he told me that he felt like uh, the fourth team quarterback Dylan, the, the, the freshman, had moved yeah. into the it, it, it had moved into serious competition for the third spot with Buckner. I talked to somebody after practice yesterday who had a completely different story. So I. I, I what I say is beware of what you hear right now, and I think that because it is a fluid situation, and that's why Saban has decided to – all he had to do was walk in there, Mark, and say, listen, yeah, we, we, we still got a competition. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we'll, we'll, let, we'll, we'll let everybody know Saturday night what the depth chart looks like. Instead, he had to, he had to make a big deal about, oh, hey, listen, I've got something over you guys. And, and the fact that uh, – Stop me if you've ever heard me say this again, that, that nobody in that group challenges him to me is just mystifying. Well, you know, that was exactly where I'm going next. So I guess my question to you is, do you, I don't, I don't know if they're afraid, maybe intimidated. What, what would be the, if you were at the press conference and they handed you the mic and you're like, hey, Paul Feinbaum, SEC Network, what, what, what would be the one question and potentially the follow-up question you would ask Nick Saban in, in, that, in that environment? I think I would probably ask him, "What are you afraid of? Uh, what are you?" And I mean, what is the big deal of doing something you've done every single year? Uh, you act like it caused all these distractions, but tell me, Coach, uh, in in the history of your career as a head coach, which goes back to the '90s, uh, when when are there not distractions when players are disappointed? That's part of that's part of a team. <laughs> you 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 brought you brought in Doc Rivers, you brought in Pete Rose, uh, you brought in Sage Steele. Uh, you bring in all these speakers, and, and, and you know, the great, one of the great lessons of sports is, is disappointment. So what, what are you really trying to say here, and what are you afraid of? And would is there he, have been an explosion? Sure there would have, but that's, that's what I think Saban wants that, uh, Mark. I, I think he, he bullies the media because he can, but he's dying deep down for someone to challenge him on a question so he can go off 
and make one of his epic speeches. Have you seen one of those speeches this year? I haven't. No, and that's exactly what I was thinking, too. I, I think he is trying to trigger somebody to say something so he can just just go off on whatever whatever subject he wants to go off on. And I don't have a problem with that. But, Mark, and, and here's, the, here's their deal, though. I, I feel like I, I know the mentality of that operation. They, they laugh at the sports writers. They don't, they don't respect those guys in that room. And that's why I think it's even easier for one of those guys to, or women for that matter, uh, to stand up and just ask. I'm not asking to be Peter Ducci at a White House press conference, okay? Uh, I'm just simply saying, ask a. I mean, you're a. I always hear reporters say, you know, we're we're your eyes and ears. Well, act like it then. You know, quit quit rolling over and asking about the you know, the, the, the tight end room and ask about the position that everyone cares about, which is quarterback. He's Paul Feinbaum. Follow him on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it, uh, at Feinbaum. All right, before I let you go, uh, what do you got cooking this weekend, man? We're in full football mode. What do your duties consist of this weekend? Uh, we, uh, we have our, uh, we'll do our show Friday afternoon in Nashville. Uh, Tennessee and Virginia are playing there, in case you didn't know. Uh-huh. And uh, the uh, the SEC Nation show will be there as well on Saturday morning. So uh, that's pretty much it. It's uh, it's an unusual opening weekend because uh, the best game is Sunday night. Uh, and after that, you really only have two competitive games. Uh, one, Well, you really don't have that. You have a competitive game in Charlotte between South Carolina and North Carolina. And the rest of the, the, you know, the rest of the field is pretty weak, other other than the game tonight. All right. Well, last question. So last year it was the coffin. Can you give us an idea of what uh, you may or may not have charged to the SEC Network company credit card as far as props are concerned for the for the upcoming season? Yeah, I guess next week uh, when we're uh, probably going to be in Tuscaloosa. I guess if I pick Texas, should I, you know? come out uh, riding a longhorn? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, the problem I have now is that there will be another, there'll never be another coffin. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm only now shooting for second place on, on, the, on, yeah. the, on the gimmicks. Well, I think a number of our listeners here today would like you to be riding that longhorn. Hope you get bucked and, 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 and trampled, I think, at this point is, is a pretty accurate description. So, Paul, you're just being Paul, man. Well done. Well, I, I've I spent a lot of time in Alabama. I understand the frustration, but but don't blame me. Don't blame the messenger, uh, folks. Uh, Nick Nick Saban is the person that created this either uh, re- realistic narrative or false narrative. And the good th- the good thing is we are going to know very quickly. Uh, we, we're not going to have to wait till the middle of October to find out whether Alabama is any good or not. Uh, we'll find out next weekend. Paul, have a great trip. Safe travels. Uh, enjoyed it. We'll be watching, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for everything. Thank you, Mark. Yep. That's Paul Feinbaum, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's do this. Uh, traffic and weather. Uh, our Dr. Christopher Monick's high school game day continues uh, from Air Sports 1 on the campus of Williamson High School. Uh, stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com.
everybody. Jennifer Hale here from the NFL on Fox. And you're listening to 105.5 WNSP in Mobile. All right, welcome back in. The Dr. Christopher Monarchs High School Game Day continues from Williamson High School. I'm Mark Heim. We're in Air Sports 1. I want to thank all the fine folks out here and thank Paul Feinbaum. Uh, we'll get to some statements. I know everybody's up in arms about the media. We'll get to a little bit more of that. I'll tell you why you might be wrong there and misdirecting your frustration there. But uh, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. I want to thank uh, some, uh, some sponsors as well. Mobile County Sheriff's Department, Ward International Trucks. I want to appreciate those guys coming aboard. Big supporters of high school football. Speaking of high school football, we are now uh, joined by a Williamson offensive tackle, Cardi Smith. Mr. Smith, sir, how are you? Uh, you got engineering first period? Yes, sir. So I'd be doing you a favor by keeping you here till 9 o'clock, right? Yes, sir. All right. And we, I can't do that. There are too many administrators in here that it would just <laughs> discipline you and me if we did that. All right. Would you learn from game one to today about you and about your team? Uh, but you got to play as a team. Uh, be smart on and off the field. Don't just be smart on the field. You got to do the right things off the field. Okay. So on the field tonight, what is it that you're going to have to do in order for your team to be successful? Uh, stay, play as a team, stay focused, listen to what the coaches say do. All right, are you a run, you kind of a run guy, or yeah, you like to run, do the pass like ball? All right, so there's nothing better than a senior guy going for four-plus yards. All right, right. All right, we going to see that a lot tonight? Yes, sir. What's your hardest class? I mean, you brought up engineering, so math. I can't even spell engineering, much less do it. But math? Math. What kind of math? All of just the letters. All right. All right, the letters. You think, you think uh, Shumbay Hunter knows anything about math or engineering? Don't answer that. He's here. Don't don't don't. I don't want you to get in trouble. All right. Uh, talk about some of your guys, man. What are what are what are the strong suits of this football team and and, and, and playing for Coach Antonio Coleman? Uh, we talking about the players? Yeah. Uh, we got Ellis McGaston, uh, Jermaine McCree, Yusuf Clark, Robert McMillan, and we got our quarterback Meech. But if they want to run, they're running behind you, right? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Best of luck, not only tonight, but the rest of the season, man. Yes. Good luck with engineering because it sounds like you might need it. I would need it, but I, I'm, I'm sure you can handle it. We appreciate yes. you joining us. All right. Uh, we have a number of uh, folks in here. We've been invaded here at Air Sports One. They do everything in numbers here at Williamson. We are uh, joined by the principal, Tammy George. She joins us here on WNSP uh, here along with, and let me see if I got them all right, Bell Williams is here. She's our uh, an academic uh, uh, advisor as well, and um, Tamika Robinson. Are we all here? All right, uh, Miss Principal, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Okay, so clearly you guys are big fans of this football and this athletic program. Huge supporters of, of Williamson on the field. Yes, we are. We're excited about our game today with LaFleur High School. We're all pumped up in our school colors and our school pride today. All right, so tell everybody what all of these people do. Okay, I have Miss Belle Williams here. She's our academic coordinator for athletics. I have Miss Monique Petaway. She's our academy specialist. And I also have Miss Tamika Robinson. She's our 12th grade counselor. And Miss 
Holder also works as a counselor here at Williamson High School. All right, so uh, Bell, tell us a little bit about what that entails. Oh my goodness, it entails a lot. I am responsible for every athlete at the school. Academically, I monitor weekly to make sure that they have the grades and they're eligible to play. Um, over the summer, I go through transcripts with the counselors to make sure that we're meeting the needs of them through our academy, as well as to make sure that they're college and career ready. But we want to make sure we abide by all Alabama High School Athletic Association rules and guidelines. That's pretty much what I do. All right. So, Tamika, what does that mean? Like, what, how does that is that how's that, how's that different from what? It sounds like you all are on the same like level. Like, you all are all trying to accomplish the same thing. That is correct. We are indeed a team. Okay. So, just like our young men on the field every night are a team, we are a team. We have to work together. And of course, we follow the directives and the leadership of our administrator, Miss George, and then Miss Bell Bush and I, along with our athletic director, Coach Hunter. We collaborate all the time throughout the year, not just during the season, but even all the season, to make sure that those students are prepared so that they can play in the next season or the next sport. And then after that, to make sure that they have what they need to move on to either college or the workforce. And that's where our academy specialist, Miss Petaway, comes in at because some of them may not go Man, to you, college. You have a you have a great you have a great way of segueing here in radio. That's a perfect transition. <laughs> so, with that said, Miss Petway, what is the academy, and what what is the what is the overall goal here at Williamson? Again, so it's all about helping our kids become college and career ready. So what we do is we help our students try out careers before they graduate. So we give them an opportunity to have to ex have exposure. So our academies are maritime engineering and entrepreneurship. And under those academies, we have what we call pathways. And so what I do is help the kids select the pathway, and then they take a three-course sequence, and at the end of that three-course sequence, they receive credentials. And these are industry-recognized credentials, which means they can get a job straight out of high school. That's incredible. All right, so let me ask you this, Miss Principal, before we let you go, because we're almost out of time. I, Antonio Coleman asks this question all the time. Why not Williamson? Uh, we have a wonderful opportunity for our students here, as Ms. Um, Petaway talked about, the different academies. We have a great support team. We support our student athletes to make sure that they not, ex not only excel on the court, but in the classroom. So why not Williamson? Well, thank you all so much for stopping in. I know it's a busy day. It's game day, and it's on a Thursday, which is confusing to everybody because you all think it's Friday. I get it. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> but thank you guys for having us out here at Williamson. It's always a treat. and we. High school game day. If you can't tell, we're out here at Williamson High School. We appreciate everybody coming out to support the Lions today. Want to thank a number of our sponsors, including LNS Air Condition, Rich's Car Wash, and Will and Barnes and his family at McDonald's restaurants for making this happen. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to take your calls here in just a little bit, but I believe it's time to catch up with our good friend Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide. He joins me here on WNSP. Eli, good morning. Good morning. How are you? 
Oh, man, we're living the dream. We're in right smack dab in the middle of tradition here at Williamson High School. It's clearly college football. I mean, high school football. But with that said, do you have a little, uh, a little excitement bubbling up in the belly here? Here we go. First time back. It's, yeah. it's, it's getting real on Saturday. Yes. It's getting real. It's, it's, it's exciting. Uh, I was in Mobile on Monday night, as a matter of fact, and I uh, spoke at, uh, what was it called, the Locale, I believe is the name of the venue, uh, and I spoke to the Red Elephant Club, and we had 500-some-odd people there, and everybody was just bubbling over with excitement about uh, this season. Not everybody was, uh, you know, was current on who's who and watch what, but everybody was bubbling over in, with excitement about the season uh, coming up, and uh, I am too. You know, it's uh, it's been a long time since I've done a Bama game. It's been 20 months, and uh, and I'm I'm ready to get back. I sure am. So what are you most excited about, Eli? Is it actually calling the game? Is it seeing guys that you, you hadn't seen in a minute, or is it just kind of the whole football game atmosphere? I think it's a little bit of everything, Mark. You know, we have, yeah. uh, you know, tonight you got uh, the Nick Saban show, and, and the coach will be with us. We've got uh, Tom Hart from ESPN and the SEC Network coming on tonight. We've got Greg oh, wow. Byrne, our athletic director, coming on tonight. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, and of course the, the ball game itself, everything all rolled into one. It's a giant, uh, it's, a, it's an emotional weekend for me, but everything's going to be, uh, everything's going to be nice. Uh, it'll be, like you say, seeing people I haven't seen in a while. You know, that happened, I guess, a week or so ago. I was at practice, and I ran into a bunch of folks who I hadn't seen. And, you know, and, and of course, uh, I don't think you and I haven't seen each other. You know, I've lost a lot of weight, uh, and I probably could afford to put a pound or two back on because I, I, look, I look a little skinnier than people have ever seen me. Uh, you know, so it'll come, but just seeing everyone and, and getting their feedback and, you know, and, and talking to them, uh, it, it couldn't have been nicer. It couldn't be nicer. Well, I, I'm, I, I don't think I'm telling you you don't already know, Eli, but putting on the weight is the fun part, right? I mean, from a guy, a guy like yeah. me who's from New Orleans, I, I don't eat to, uh, because I'm hungry. I eat for taste. It's a sport to me. That's the fun part. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and I've, I've always been the big guy. I mean, even in <laughs> elementary school, I was, I'm serious. I was always yeah. the big guy. You know, it is old big Eli, you know, and it was, uh, that's how it was ever since I can remember. And then losing 140, you know, which is like a person for, for a lot of people, you know, losing 140 pounds, uh, then I, I've put back about 28 or 29, maybe 30 pounds now. I've not gotten on the scale yet this morning, but, uh, you know, I, I've put on some, and that's it. I needed to. I, I looked sick, and even though if I wasn't sick, you know, perception is reality, and people say, geez, poor old Eli looks, looks like hell. Well, the fact is, Eli's doing great, and uh, I just uh, had lost a lot of weight, so, uh, but everybody's doing, everything is good, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a uh, a lot of support from every corner, and uh, I, I can't complain. So, what's your? I gotta ask Eli because now I'm just curious. What's your go-to meal? Like, what's the when when Eli's hungry and ready to eat? What are, what are, what's our first choice? Well, if it's at home, it's my wife's meatloaf. She makes the best meatloaf with uh, onion soup mix mixed in 
to it and and so on. That's that's my go-to meal: a baked potato, her her meatloaf, and some broccoli uh, or some green vegetable. Uh, otherwise, though, I'll always opt for Chinese food. I, I love. Uh, all different sorts of Asian foods, uh, whether it's Vietnamese, whether it's Chinese, whether it's sushi. Um, as you can tell by looking at me, Mark, I I have a whole lot of go-to meals. So, uh, <laughs> I, I you know any of those are any of those are doable for me. They really are. He's Eli Gold. He's the voice of the Crimson Tide. Uh, you you kind of touched on it, but have you had a chance to sit back? And maybe it'll hit you Saturday when you're back at Bryant-Denny. But clearly, um, to put that in perspective and, and the trials and kind of tribulations and everything you've been through is probably going to hit you at some point very emotionally, right, like a ton of bricks? Yeah, it, it, it did to some degree in my first Nick Saban show. That was two weeks ago now, two weeks ago tonight. Um my wife was there, and uh, we just our eyes kind of caught each other during a commercial break, and uh, I could tell that she was about to lose it, and I was about to lose it. It was it was very emotional. Uh, it will be that way as well this weekend. There's no question with 100,077 people in the stadium, uh, and and me feeling good and and being healthy. I mean, it's going to be very emotional. But uh, I'm, I'm going to try and not let it get to me too badly. And uh, we'll, you know, because I am there to call the game for the Bama fans. And that's what it's all about. But uh, I, I'm, I am looking forward to uh, seeing everyone, you know, even the guy who runs the scoreboard, the, you know, anybody, whoever it is, guys I've seen for, for 30 years, because there's not much turnover uh, there in the press box. And, you know, I, you just wave to people. You see everybody that you know and, um, it's going to be very emotional. It will be. Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, our guest here on WNSP. All right, so i got to throw you a, a pseudo-football question here. My guess is, and, you know, blink if you can confirm it, that you have some semblance <laughs> of a depth chart or an idea of where some guys well, stand have, as far as playing time. I have my own, okay? I don't have a depth chart. Uh, <laughs> let's, you know. I don't have a depth chart. Good, because so we're about to break so, the internet but, here, Eli. I'm sorry? Oh, I was going to say, it's a good thing you don't, because we were about to break the internet. I mean, that might be the most sought-after oh, yeah. piece of paper in the history of college yeah, football yeah. today. No, I, I don't have one, but, you know, I have been. We've broadcast the two scrimmages, uh, a closed circuit, as you know. They were not on the air, but I did it to uh, get myself in shape and to work with my uh, new color man, Tyler Watts, to get our timing down. Um, so I've seen the two scrimmages. I've gone to a, a few practices. So I have what I'm calling Eli's depth chart, which means not a darn thing, okay? It means not a darn thing. But I have in my mind who I guess is going to be the guy at different positions, uh, quarterback as well. But again, it's it's my guess, and it means nothing until they trot out onto the field on uh, on Saturday evening. So, uh, you know, I, I have to have something to put together so as to be able to prepare adequately. But no, I am. You know, we're all waiting together, and uh, whatever happens, happens. All right. Well, I got you know, to ask. And the thing, and the thing, Mark. I, 
Mark, the one thing I've always said, though, and probably on this show, anybody who is recruited by Nick Saban to play at Alabama is good. They're good. Yeah. You know, you got there's no question about that. So whoever is playing, uh, and, you know, I always remember Wimp Sanderson, Bama's old basketball coach, he would always say, why do people, with a scowl on his face and all, he goes, why do people give a damn about who's starting? He goes, who the hell's in there when the game's on the line? That's what's important. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's a very, very valid point. So, uh, so I don't know who's starting. I have a guess, but I, I have no idea definitively. All right. With that said, i got to ask or I'm not doing my job. You can, you can decide not to answer, but on your depth, on your sheet, who do you have at number one? Knowing that it's not coaches, it's just Eli's. Then who do I have at number one? I have uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry at number one. <laughs> I walked right into that one. Let me let me rephrase yeah, the question. Did. Who do you have at number one? No, who, I, who do you have I, at the? Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't yeah. know. I'm not going to answer that because that it doesn't mean a damn thing. You know right. what Eli thinks doesn't mean a darn thing. So there's no point in talking about it. And and let's say I have quarterback X as my my number one guy, and quarterback Y or Z comes out to lead the team in the first series on Saturday. Uh, you know, what does that mean? It, it gives off the wrong signals or what have you. It just doesn't make sense. And I, I know you're doing your job, Mark, and I, I, I do appreciate it. And you would be, you know, negligent <laughs> in performance if you didn't ask. But, uh, no, I, you know, my thoughts are my thoughts. And uh, I don't clear my thoughts with Coach Saban unless I choose to use them on the air. And I am not going to do that. So, uh you know, I'm sure somebody will ask him tonight on the show, you know, who's going to be the starting quarterback. And, you know, and after grumbling, you'll probably say whoever comes off the sidelines first. You know, it's, yep. it's just one of those things. Well, when it comes to depth charts, we know one thing for sure. Dex Imaging is top of that list. Oh, they did my charts, you know, that when I manufactured my, uh, my Eli version. Uh, I run it off at 11 by 17. I mean, they do everything. This machine uh, is I, – I, I got rid of the uh, Kyocera machine, which I'd had for a number of years, and they put me into a uh, Hewlett-Packard, an HP, and it works like a dream, man. I'm telling you, I'll – I'll hit yes. Well, yesterday or two days, two days ago, whatever. I hit the button to print something, and my mind had zoned out somewhere, and I didn't realize it had already printed. And I'm sitting there waiting, and waiting. I said, "Where the heck?" And I look. And I said, "Damn, this thing is quick." You know, whatever it is you're looking for in a copier and a scanner and whatever kind of business machine you need, they've got the best and they've got the newest. And they've got them all for you at Dex Imaging. Whether it's here in Birmingham, whether it's where you guys are in the Mobile area, check it out. Dex, D-E-X, Dex, and online, DexImaging.com. You won't ever do better for yourself in your business office setting than dealing with Dex. Eli, great stuff, man. Thank you so much for jumping aboard. Enjoy the moment Saturday. I know it'll mean uh, a I lot will. to you, not only you, I but the, guys, that the folks that are listening. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you so much. Uh, Where did Lee go? Anywhere exciting or the typical uh, trip that he makes to Bessemer or something? <laughs> 
I think he was more of a typical. I think he had grand plans to go to Europe, but uh, he had passport issues. Apparently, he's on some no-fly list or something. I, I don't know. Maybe he stole fortune packs of peanuts from the – yeah. But uh, he'll be back tomorrow. Fear not. All right. You take care now. Talk to you. Sounds good. That's Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, right here on WNSP. It's the Dr. Christopher Monax High School Game Day. We're out at Williamson. We'll be back to wrap up hour number two next, right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. With ESPN, you're listening to WNSP 105.5. Keep it right here for the best sports information in Mobile. Sounds of the Williamson High School Band. It's our Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. I'm in Air Sports One. Want to thank all the fine folks out here at Williamson. Uh, you can hear the call of that game tonight right here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com as they host LaFleur. All right. You heard the voice there right before. Uh, it is time to bring in our very special guest. Rick True of Bachelor Service, Bachelor Service, WNSP's team of the day. Rick, good morning, man. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday. How are you today, Mark? Man, I'm flying solo. I'm living the dream over here, Rick. Yeah, I know, man. I'll tell you what, uh, Lee's uh, living, li- living it up at a point clear, I guess, huh? He can't hide Something money, like Rick. He, he just can't <laughs> hide money like Shervanian can. So, uh, all right, That's Bachelor right. Service. <laughs> Uh, AC repair, a huge deal this time of year. You do it as well as anybody. Tell us every, tell everybody what Bachelor Service has to offer. Well, you know, that, you, you just heard my commercial a minute ago about our uh, $79 tune-up special. That's the best way for, for the customers to find out because they can actually see what we come out and do and how thorough we are uh, taking care of their system. And then, uh, and then after that, then they can uh, – they can subscribe to our uh, twice-a-year energy savings agreement. And that really does help as far as helps with the power bills. It helps keep your unit clean and hopefully last longer and kind of helps prevent uh, emergency breakdowns. 
Yeah, which is crucial this time of year because if you have a problem, you're probably not the only one. And if you, you know, there's a long line of people that want their ACs to come get fixed this time of year. No, that's true. But all of our uh, energy savings agreement customers, we get to them the same day they call. Uh, that's, you know, if you remember, I don't know, a few weeks ago we talked about my guys work till 11 o'clock every every night one week just, just doing that. So, yeah, we're committed to making sure our customers are taken care of, Mark. Okay, if, uh, we got some guys that aren't customers that are more interested in learning about bachelor service and everything you guys have to offer. What's the best way for them to learn that uh, and how to get that information? Well, they can go on our website at bachelorservice.com, or they can just simply call the office. It's a real easy number to remember, 476-4321, and uh, our girls uh, get them fixed up. Hey, Rick, thank you so much for coming aboard. It's always great to talk to you. And uh, uh, tip of the hat to Bachelor Service, uh, WNSP's team of the day. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Mark. You too. All right, so we got some time, believe it or not, we have some open segments here for a couple of segments. We are going to talk to Matt Stahl. He's an Alabama beat writer for AL.com. All right. A lot of you took issue with uh, Paul Feinbaum and his take on the media and uh, and even my take kind of defending the media. So let me, let me put it a different way. I'm not necessarily defending or being critical of the media. What I would ask you guys is if there is a story anywhere, AL.com, WNSP.com, ESPN, wherever, that is focused on Alabama quarterbacks. Now, be honest with yourself. Are you clicking on that story? Are you interested in what that story has to say? You don't have to call in and tell me the answer because I know the answer. The answer is yes. So when the media, when, when you attack the media for giving Saban a hard time, because he won't reveal what you want to know, it's a little hypocritical. I mean, I ain't trying to be nasty today. This dadgum liberal media agenda, man. Yeah. Liberal. <laughs> Nick Wiggins <laughs> saying liberal is, might be the, the funniest thing I've heard all day. Actually, it's the second funniest. Finding out that Antonio Coleman kicked in high school was pretty badass. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Um, but th- that's my point. And you guys don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. You guys want to know, and writers want to write what people are going to read. That's just human nature. And nowadays, and I've said this before, and I don't want to bore you with it, but with analytics in the industry, it's like analytics in football, right? We often talk about what do the analytics say. We have up-to-date, by-the-minute analytics that tell you what people are reading on your site. So we know for a fact that for those of you – Either you guys that are mad at the media for asking that question to find out about quarterbacks, you guys are either in the minority or you're lying. Those are the only two options. Because I can assure you that if you look at a number site, Saturday Down South does a nice job too because they'll tell you how many people have viewed certain stories. Go to their site. They'll tell you what the top trending stories are. They're not going to talk about anything you're not going to care about. Right. And so, yes, I get it. Nick Saban has done a really – it's actually fascinating to see how he has turned Alabama fans against the media. When, in actuality, the media is trying to give you what you want. Now, 
Does that sound like I'm defending the media? Probably, but I also have a different perspective. So if you look at the things that I write about, I'm not writing about the backup lineman. I'd rather, I'd rather write about the guy that proposes to his girlfriend cheerleader after he scores the winning touchdown. You know why? Because you guys read that stuff. And I read that stuff. Man. The, now, there are some guys. What, Nick? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, man. Li just, guys, listen. Just Lex listen. Luthor. Lex Luthor defending the League of Supervillains over here, man. Of course you got a different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but, but, but the other thing is if we all agreed, then how much fun would that be? That's right. So now is, is – is more um, if you're not stirring the pot, but you I'm don't not, got I'm, nothing good to eat. But I'm not trying. I'm not trying to stir the pot. You still stuck on culinary class over here. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I'm not. I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to open your eyes to a different perspective on it. And yes, we've talked about Hugh Freeze. I, I flat out told you Hugh Freeze is lying when he says I don't do a depth chart. Yes, you. Of course, you have a depth chart. You don't release it. Maybe you don't put it on a piece of paper that has too deep on it. But you know in your head. Who you who you think's in the lead for the for the starting job, or who's the slot receiver, who's the running back, or you know, of course you know. So for Hugh Freeze to come out and say I don't I don't I don't have a depth chart, we don't do depth charts. Of course you don't. And we've talked about the reasons why Saban and Hugh Freeze nowadays are not doing depth charts. And Paul Feinbaum's point about Saban being kind of petulant in the whole thing was because he said last year he was like I'm going to show you we're not doing depth charts anymore. And then he came back and referenced that. The truth of the matter is, guys today need to be coddled. If they find out they're running second or third in any official capacity to get their nose all out of joint, they get salty, and they're, now they're talking about transfer portals. And what's the one aspect of the transfer portal that has really hurt Alabama over the years? It's not that they're losing their starting guys. They're gaining, right? They get that guy. They get that Jameer Gibbs to come in and help. Where they get hurt is that backup that they've been kind of training and ready to step up when it's their turn. They're not waiting their turn. So the depth is hurt. That's my spiel. That's my soapbox. Take it for what it's worth. You guys can come on in the next segment. Call Thank me you, up. Mark, for telling us what to think. <laughs> Just like all the media does, you're no That's better right. than the rest of them. Actually, here's, here's, here's where you're, you're misguided. The media no longer tells you what the story is the reader tells the media what they want to read it used to be that we went and covered city council meetings or we went and covered this press conference we went and covered this event because we 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 thought man they need to know this we don't do it like that anymore we go where you react we cover what you want to read what do mark heim paul feinbaum and stephen a smith all have in common we're all losing our hair all right. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We come back. You guys can uh, open up hour number three right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. It's a Dr. Christopher Monix High School game day from Williamson right here on the sports station. Stay with us. the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com the latest sports news traffic weather and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian the opening kickoff, kickoff, kickoff. here are Mark and Lee 805 
Markheim, hour number three of the Dr. Chris Ramonix High School game day out at Williamson High School. Want to thank all the fine folks out here at Williamson for uh, for making it possible for us to be out here. Want to thank all state agent Ken Morgan, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, and the Orthopedic Group. Those are some guys that are big supporters of high school athletics, so we uh, encourage you to frequent those establishments and we appreciate everything they do all right phone lines are open at 694-1055 the voice said uh man i don't know if you've ever been uh described as lee shervanian but there you are nick it said more common lee shervanian nick uh is here he drives the bus it's still running, so That's so right. far so Low good. Low on gas, Michael. Next time, make sure you fill it up. Oh. We're running on fumes here. I almost had to uh, bust some holes in the bottom and Flintstone this thing here, but I was able to make it work. That You go down a couple hills to get to Williamson. Yeah. Let, so. let momentum take momentum. over. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, it, just so you know, Nick, fill it up because tomorrow we're taking it to St. Paul's. That's right. But uh, Michael Bronner will be on the call tonight's williamson LaFleur game, so uh, make sure you tune in for a Thursday night special, and then uh, we got games tonight as well. Mark, so you you have stated yourself that you've come off critical of Alabama. I have had the same comments towards me in the afternoon, probably more so, more so toward me because I've come out right and said that I think LSU is going to win the SEC West. I think Alabama is going to lose to Texas and to LSU this year and go 10-2. and two. Are you just critical of what they're doing, or do you think that they're actually going to lose – you know, lose a couple games and maybe not have too hot of a year. Um, I, I could see them losing to Texas. Uh, I, I haven't picked that game. I haven't given it a whole lot of thought. But you have to remember, Texas Texas had them on the ropes last year. Yeah. And Alabama was supposed to be really, really good, right? So Nick Saban talked about it in his press conference yesterday about penalties. and whether they over. I mean, if this is still plaguing this team, if they can't get consistent um, quarterback play, yeah, I think potentially they they have problems against Texas. I mean, Texas coming in with a chip on their shoulder, they believe that they should have won last last year. So they've got that chip on their shoulder. They're only getting better. I think you can only assume from a talent standpoint, at the very best, Alabama is as good, but they're not better than they were last year. So based on that fact alone, you have to be a little concerned if you're Alabama. Can you argue that they're as good? No, I'm saying at best there you can yeah. make that argument, well, but you can't make the argument that they're better. Not if you had the best football player in the country at quarterback and the best defensive player in the country right. at linebacker. You, you you just can't make that argument. And that's why I'm surprised that the college game days basically went, you know, they all picked Alabama at least to make the playoff, a few of them picking them to win it. I just don't understand how – What's the positive news story that's come out of Tuscaloosa in the past five months? Like something where you're like, oh, now we really, we might really have something here. Uh, well, it's been I, a lot of question marks. Well, I a think lot the, of the Buckner was that five months ago. That was that was met. Well, I don't even know if that was met with a lot of positive because I think the natural reaction was, oh, the quarterbacks in camp, right, getting it done. That's what I'm saying. It's like. You're but not getting any positive news to come out. It's nothing but question marks and mysteries, and we don't know. You're coming off having a better team last year and still not making the playoff, and now here we are. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, People all right, got so them crimson-tinted glasses down here, man. Uh, someone said the media made this a story. Nobody cares about a depth chart not being released. No, I, I will give you that. They don't. What they do care about is that they don't know who the starting quarterback is. 
And what you're doing is defending Nick Saban because he's Nick Saban. It's one thing to defend Nick Saban if you think he's right. I always say reverse the script. Flip the script. If this were Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin. And in fact, we have mentioned Hugh Freeze, right? And you guys are like, well, y'all aren't attacking Hugh Freeze. But you want us to. Why? Is it because he's not Nick Saban or because he's not releasing depth charts? The difference between Hugh Freeze and Nick Saban right now is we know who the starting quarterback is at Auburn. And that goes back to my initial point, which I don't care about a depth chart either, but people want to know who the starting quarterback is. And it does matter. See, basketball is different, right? We, Eli's right, because I've, I've used that same analogy. Basketball is different. You don't care who's on the court. It doesn't matter who's on the court to start the game. It matters who's on the court at the end of the game. And I, you, can, you, can, you can make those parallels to football, but generally in football, that starting quarterback is playing better than any other quarterback. So, yeah, people want to know. And I don't, I don't, it, it really just boils down to that. All this other stuff is just window dressing. Someone else made a great point in the app. The way in which Paul makes his points, I think, irritates people, and that's by design, right? He and Brando and those guys are looking to strike a nerve. And, and yeah, I get all of that. But the point is, why not name your starting quarterback? You've done it before. What's the harm? Because he can't control guys in his locker room, not just him, everybody, because of this whole transfer portal thing now. In the past, these guys didn't have another option. Oh, damn, I'm second or third. Now it's like, wait, I'm second or third? The hell with that. I'm jumping the portal. I'm going to go where I want. So Worked out for Jalen Hurts. We we have to – so those guys not only have to go out and recruit, but we talk about all the time, they have to recruit their locker room right now. And so uh, is all this about nothing – yeah, I mean, people are craving information right now. This will not be an issue after that Texas game starts. Well, and let's also be honest. Like, come on, people. This is Alabama football country. We got to blow up the Alabama football story. And when there isn't a story or any news coming out, that in in and of itself becomes the news. Uh, Speaking of news... And we're talking coaches. I'm going to pivot here. All right, let's see. Uh, we haven't had a chance to really get into this, but the man never ceases to amaze me. I don't know why I should expect this, but Rush Probst fascinates me on so many levels. Dude goes on a radio station, tie 100.9 yesterday, and says, no headsets were thrown. There is video evidence to prove it. He names the site in which the video was at. So me being the investigative journalist that you all know that I am, I say that with as much sarcasm as humanly possible, I go find said video. I watch the video. You can't make heads or tails out of anything. It's a scrum. You, you see him there. He has his headset. Then the next minute he doesn't. Dude then says that he never did it. Okay. I can kind of buy that based on there's no conclusive evidence in the video. But why in the H-E double hockey sticks did he answer a question after the game about throwing a headset at his kid? He said, he's my kid. I'll discipline him the way I want. No, I didn't throw a headset. What are you talking about? This dude is off his rocker, and he believes his own BS. And that's why he fascinates everybody. That'd be like if O.J. 
on the first day he went into trial, his first statement was, she had it coming. And then the rest of the stuff comes out, and, the, and it's like, oh, no, I actually didn't do it, and now he's free. He's uh, like, I, white Bronco? I didn't drive a white what are you talking Bronco. About? <laughs> no, no way. You're, you must be talking about someone else. Uh, look, Rush Probst, man, love the guy. He makes things entertaining. Um, and look, man. Maybe Rush misheard the first question. Yeah, that's what it was. Wait, you said throw headset? Oh, I thought you said, you know, no But I always talk about there's always a guy that you work with or there was a guy at school that used to come in and tell stories. And you know he's full of it, right? Talk about what a great weekend he had or the vacation he went on. Oh, one that used to kill me in elementary school, a movie would come out and he'd be like, oh, did you see that movie? He'd be like, yeah, man, it was awesome. He'd be like, what was your favorite part? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, oh, this part, man, come on. That was the, that was only in the trailers, man. Yeah. How did it end? I'm like, oh, man, I don't I don't remember. I don't want to spoil it. You didn't see but, it, man. But they say it to themselves so much, and they want you to believe it so bad that they believe it themselves. Like, he truly believes in some weird psychological way that he didn't throw, uh, he didn't throw a headset. And his comments are very much... Um, parallel to some, uh, the way he brought up other issues, and he talked about other issues. He talked about, that didn't happen. We have video evidence to support it. It'll come out soon. It can't come out now. Well, why are you telling me it's going to come out soon? There's video. It's it's posted on YouTube of the game. It's terrible footage. It, it's great high school football video, but it happened on the other side of the field. Uh, he said, you know, there was only that one penalty. Wrong. There were three penalties. Um, kid got kicked out for throwing a punch. You can kind of see that, but you can't see whether or not he throws it. In grand scheme of life, not a big deal, but it kind of goes back to my saving point. We're all interested in it. In the grand scheme, it's not a big deal. Nobody cares. Like, what's the, who cares? Kid had a helmet on. But we want to know about it. We crave the who, controversy. Who, who, cares, who cares about the depth chart? Who cares Nobody about the wants We're going to find out sooner or later, but people want to know. Nobody wants anyone to get in a car wreck, right? But when you're driving down the road and you see one, you can't help but break your neck to look at it. Yeah. So someone said, Mark, you seem to understand that Saban is withholding depth chart to maintain and keep his roster intact and keep guys from leaving. So why are you still demanding that he do something that you yourself have said will cripple the team? Well, I don't think it would necessarily cripple the team. I don't. Are we prolonging prolonging the inevitable? You are. It, it kind of shows, and I'm, I'm kind of getting a fine bomb territory here. It kind of shows that you can't control your team. You can't make them understand. But don't guys? But you can dance you, with them, though. Wouldn't you know? Yeah, the Cupid Shuffle, man. <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to know where you stood the week of the game? Yeah. You're preparing for it. Don't you, Nick Wiggins, four-star quarterback out of you know MGM, oh, where yeah. you stand in Nick Saban? You've been working all spring, all fall. Yeah, don't you want to know? Yeah, because now or, I feel like if I knew earlier, and it'd be like, look, man. We love what you can do. We're going to have you come off the bench this year. You might have an opportunity to play later on in the year if something happens. But right now we're going to roll with this guy. Sorry, be like, you know what? Hey, coach, I get it. That's fine. But now I'm like, man, come on, man. So Stop let me ask you my this, chain. though. Here's the other thing. If you're in that situation, I ask you guys this. If you've been through the spring and the fall, don't you kind of know who's starting anyway? You have to. And, and if so you really that's don't, the other point. that's a big, big red flag. If we really don't know who, like, 
if we so, just need to hope that he knows who the quarterback is and he's just not telling us because if he really doesn't know who it is, big problem for okay, Alabama. Okay, so in most cases, if that's the case, if the defensive end knows, if the linebacker kind of knows where he stands, then what's the harm in releasing it? That rat poison, man. We got to take a break. Traffic and weather, you guys can jump on uh, at 694-1055. Uh, Want to thank uh, a number of sponsors for coming aboard. Uh, the Mobile County Sheriff's Department. I uh, want to thank them for supporting high school uh, sports. QB Country, David Morris, obviously a huge proponent of uh, high school football. Thank you for coming aboard and sponsoring our high school uh, athletics as well. Of course, Ward International Trucks. When we come back, you guys can jump in, 694-1055. We do have some uh, games tonight. We'll set the table for you. We have some high school football for you tonight, and we'll set the schedule for the weekend. And then at 8.30, Matt Stahl, my colleague at AL.com. Is he intimidated by Nick Saban? I'll ask him. Stay with us. Hi, this is Blake Stein, former Spring Hill Badger and Kansas City Royal, and you're listening to WNSP Sports Radio. It's 823 here on a Thursday edition of the high school game day. The Dr. Christopher Melnox High School Game Day. Uh, we are here in Air Sports 1 at Williamson High School. Uh, fear not, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Lee Shervanian will be raring to go tomorrow. He's back after a vacation. Uh, when we take Air Sports 1 to St. Paul's for St. Paul's, we'll have that 6A Region 1 uh, showdown with McGill. Um, looking forward to hanging out with uh, Coach Barnett and all the fine folks over there. Uh, again, want to thank uh, LNS Air Conditioning, Rich's Car Wash, and Will Barnes and his family at McDonald's Restaurants for coming aboard and supporting high school football. We ask you to take note of those lists, man, because support the businesses that support your kids. And we want to thank those guys for coming aboard. Speaking of football, I got to tell you, we are loaded this weekend. Obviously, we've got the call of the game tonight. Bronner's on it tonight. Yeah. Um, for uh, Williamson and LaFleur, we have uh, St. Paul's and McGill tomorrow night. Saturday, 10.30, Colorado at TCU. Saturday night, West Virginia at Penn State. Sunday, we have the uh, Black College Hall of Fame Classic, Morehouse College versus Virginia Union. Monday, by the way, we're on the air. Labor Day, we will be there. We'll, we'll be working even if you're not. We'll be there. Clemson at Duke. And, of course, you have uh, Alabama on our sister station, 92 Zoo. Wow. Football, football, football. I sure am excited. <laughs> uh, see what I got to deal with people. What do you think about Dion in Colorado, man? You think it's all just media hype? You think he's going to get blown out by 21 against TCU? Man, it's the great unknown, right? I think we would be better educated if you if he didn't have a 90-man overhaul. Like, we have no idea. I think there's a good chance of it. I mean, TCU is established. That's a very short period of time to bring a bunch of people together that have not known each other, have not played together, put in a new system. I mean, everybody is foreign to one another. But if I tell you what, he's got it, people man. He's got people believing. Now, he's got people rooting for him, but he's also got a lot of folks cheering against him. Michael Bronner is one of them, by the way. Uh, cheering against him? Yeah. Why? You, you, Bronner, you a, you, a, uh, you a Dion hater? We talking Dion? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I've never rooted for a guy to fail more. 
Do you want to uh, well, elaborate on I that? Mean, or <laughs> what does that say about Michael? You know, there have been many of evil, famous people in the world that I think we all as a society and as a country have rooted to fail. Uh, Kim Jong-un, you know. But Not Dion. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, qualify, I'll qualify that with in sports. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, you're both rooting for Alabama to fail, so, you know. Actually, I'm not. So what you I'm think, really not. You think Dion? how many games is Dion getting this year in Colorado? No more than three or four. Hey, that's quadrupling. And that's how Dion spent us last year. He's like, guys, guys, well, I mean, what do you expect? They only got one game last year, man. We tripled that. I mean, if he triples his win total every year, next year, they'll go undefeated. I mean, it's. Uh-huh. It's not it's not Gucci after three wins. It's more like, you know, Samsonite, but it's still high-quality stuff. Sure. Well, Rockaware, you remember that one? Oh, yeah. The Rhino logo. That was tough. T-U-F-F. See, I'm you, down with the kids. And one, man. They're, they're re-releasing um, their old 90s gear now. A little That's retro. Exciting. Yeah. A little vintage. Vintage. Champion. They're on the way back now. Yeah. Starter, you remember like oh, the night those like, get the starter awesome jackets. starter jackets? Yeah. Where are those at? Yeah. Uh, someone asked, "Didn't Mark graduate from Alabama?" I can confirm. Not only did I graduate, I don't really know what the second part of that is. I attended. <laughs> I actually went to class. Yes, I did. Um, How could yeah. you betray your alma mater, man? L- l- listen to Michael on the air, man. He won't say a negative thing that comes out of Alabama, yeah. no matter what's going on. And yep. here you are. Being the objective journalist that what's up with that that uh, that the University of Alabama taught me to be, it's really Alabama's fault that I'm not an Alabama fan. They need try to, to wrap <laughs> your head around that one. <laughs> Media always spinning it to where they're the good guy, man. They need to redact that diploma. Yeah, redact. I'm going to be talking to the Red Elephant Club about this, Mark. Hmm. Get probably that made that redacted. thing in, in Adobe Illustrator. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, all right, so uh, when we come back, so Matt Stahl is a young guy, new to AL.com, on the Alabama beat for the first time. Because I'm so negative, Matt did a story about whether or not Nick Saban is smiling more leading up to the uh, season opener. So we'll get into that. But I will ask him, there's been some talk about Saban bullying. Does he feel like he's being bullied? Are they intimidated in that room? Are they scared? I can't imagine he's going to come on and be like, I can't imagine he's going to be like, I'm terrified. No, I'm you pretty think sure. he leans more Brawner or more Heim in his Alabama opinion? He comes from uh, Missouri, so. More Heim. Okay. Oh, you mean on the depth chart issue or about just hate on Alabama? Just in general. I guess there's only one way to find out. The Dr. Chris Ramonek's high school game day continues right here on the sports station from Williamson High School, right here on the sports station. Stay with us. All right, eight thirty two. Welcome back in the uh, Dr. Christopher Monex. High School Game Day from Williamson High School continues. Again, want to thank all the fine folks out here and uh, all state agent Ken Morgan, Green and Phillips Injury Law Form, form uh, firm, the orthopedic group, 
and many more. A reminder, if you can, check out those uh, businesses and thank them for their support of high school football. All right, so I've been accused of a number of things, including being way too critical of Nick Saban uh, or being too negative. So with that said, I thought we'd go a different route today. My colleague over at AL.com, Matt Stahl, joins us here on WNSP, did a very scientific approach to what appears to be a very simple question, but required some in-depth reporting. So, Matt, I ask you, has Nick Saban smiled more this fall camp leading up to uh, the season opener? Oh, yeah. Smiled a lot more. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, thanks for thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you. No, yep. uh, so, so, um, so tell us uh, the genesis of this story idea and how you went about the very scientific way of uh, proving or disproving this theory. I think the genesis is I get dumb ideas at like four in the morning and wake up and like write them down sometimes. And occasionally I'm like, ah, that really is something I should go after. This this was one of those, you know, our editor at AL.com, Andrew Hammond, told me to go ahead and go for it. Actually, his his actual line was, who hurt you? Because I was having to, I proposed the project that was going to have me watch some like 10 hours of Nick Saban press conference tape. And yeah, I sat there with my stopwatch and watched 10 hours of Nick Saban press conference tape and counted in time to smile. Okay, so everybody, I need you to brace yourselves. If you're driving, make sure that you're, you're paying attention to the road. Don't try not to spit out your coffee here. What were the results? Of this scientific experiment, how much did he smile during the preseason press conferences that you timed in 2023? So of the hour, 34 minutes and five seconds of press conferences this year, uh, he smiled for three minutes and 13 seconds, which (laughs) absolutely blows. I, I, I went back to 2017 because that gives like a data set that, uh, has two national titles, two national championship game losses, and uh, two years when they missed the playoff. So I figured it's kind of evens out that way. Uh, previously, the most he'd ever smiled was in like a minute, 18 seconds. So, uh, yeah, this year was uh, 3.42% of press conferences he spent uh, smiling, which is way up. Previously, the um, – the most the most he'd done that was uh, 1.44%. So so it's more than double from 2017. So we're trending in the right direction. But here's my question, though. Did you take into account your very scientific evaluation and formula that there maybe wasn't a constant there? Because he did admit that he did do the media training this year. Do you think that that somehow, and even referenced it a couple times, does that somehow uh, change the dynamic I don't want to say discredit your findings. I mean, I'm sure you'll get published regardless. But does that have an impact? Yeah, I mean, I I think it does, although he did last year too. Which, I mean, last year the smiles were up as well. Last year was a seven-smile year. Uh, pre, for uh, 2020 and 2021, he had smiled uh, two times per offseason. So uh, it's, it's been it, – it, started trending up last year a little bit uh also somebody pointed this out to me on twitter uh, he went to italy during the off season yeah so like, there's a world where he was still just like thinking about bowls of pasta and coastlines and uh you know I'd, I'd be smiling too really 
Yeah, yeah, Ferrari, the whole Ferrari plant and the whole deal. He's Matt Stahl. He's my colleague over at AL.com. He covers Alabama. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it, at Matt Stahl 97 That's S-T-A-H-L-97. All right, so let me ask you this. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. Um, we've, we've had Paul Feinbaum on. Uh, we have him on weekly. He has indicated uh, for a couple of weeks now that uh, the local media, which would include you, and in those press conferences with Nick Saban, are being bullied or being intimidated or, in some cases, maybe just afraid of Nick Saban. What's your reaction to that? Is there any merit to those statements? Afraid of Nick Saban? I don't know about that one. I mean, I, I'm still real new to this, you know. I just got onto the beast this offseason. I mean, you kind of you, you kind of know what you're getting into with Nick Saban at this point, right? Like you're not getting the whole lot. It kind of it kind of is what it is. And I mean, I, I used to cover horse racing, right? So, like that, back when I was covering horse racing, like I was legitimately concerned at times that uh, you were covering somebody who could and would kick your ass. It just right. like in in a real life physical sense. Uh, that's not really the case here. Uh, as to bullying, intimidation, or whatever, uh, I don't know about that yet. I mean, it's 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 a, it's the game we've all chosen to play, right? Like, I'm not sure anybody right. feels real bad for the the folks who are you know getting paid yeah. to watch college football and write about it. Yeah, so I'm not, I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, uh, but I guess I kind of do because you are new to the beat. But do you find that guys are um, reluctant to push him on questions that they feel like they need to answer or that he needs to answer? A little bit. I mean, it's just structured in such a way where, I mean, you know, previously I was on the Mizzou beat where you kind of just shouted out questions, right? Got right. You got it in where you got it in. There were the microphone going around or whatever. But the way it's structured here where they uh, write your name down and, you know, pass the microphone around, it's, a, it's it, like there's not – he's never really going to face a hard follow-up in that case. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's just uh, – it's just a trickier game. I think I think people are like willing to ask hard questions. I just don't know. Like the thing too at this point, it's like I mean, other than the starting quarterback thing, which he still gets asked about fairly frequently. Like there hasn't really been a super difficult question to ask, you know? Sure. Other than the quarterbacks, nobody will directly ask about the quarterback. Uh, <laughs> No one, no one's directly asked who's gonna start. Uh, that's right. that's fair. But so I mean, we, yeah, we've been at, at that point. You sort of have to get creative with it. Right. Be like, all right, how do how do we how do we figure out a way to get some information on the quarterback without him going nuclear? Although I mean, him going nuclear is a story too. You know, it, well, it is Alabama. He, Matt, I kind of think he wants to go nuclear. He does it every once in a while. It's his way of kind of letting off full steam and getting message sent to whoever he wants to get the message. I think he wants one of you guys to team up. I'm not – I'm not – I don't mean to be the guy sitting here and be like, here, here's his brick, throw it through this window, but I kind of feel like I'm that guy right now with you. Yeah, you know, it, I, it, it could be the Chattanooga game. Uh, yeah. Somebody, what's, the, what's the game after Chattanooga this year? I'm gonna, I don't have the schedule. One sec. I'm going I mean, to do the very good radio thing and pull up the Alabama football schedule on uh, – uh, on the internet while 
vamping here for a second. But yeah, whenever whatever's after that um, Chattanooga game, I'm sure is he going to get the question this year about? Um, yeah, that would be Auburn like, after Chattanooga. <laughs> oh God, yeah, we, we both whiffed I mean, on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> so if he gets an, if he gets an Auburn question, Chattanooga week, uh, that's where you might find your explosion. Yeah. Uh, so what's your gut tell you based on what very little bit of practice or whatever you guys have seen and the very few people you've been able to talk to? What, what's your gut tell you who trots out there on uh, Saturday to start? If I had to put money on it, uh, Milrow probably. Yeah. But, I mean, I, would it shock me if any, of the, if any of them walked out there? No. I've got four stories written, four different guys, including Dylan Lonergan. <laughs> uh, go out there first, and I mean, frankly, by the Iron Bowl, you could tell me any of the four are starting. Yeah, I'd believe you. Like it's not—he's made it really clear. Like whoever starts the MTSU game is not like necessarily the guy the entire season going forward. Now, if they play well, I assume they get the chance to stick in there and you know show what they can do. But you know, if somebody gets in and really struggles, you know, can't hit the broad side of a bar or whatever, like I, I don't think he'd hesitate to pull the trigger. I mean, it's it's Nick Saban. You know, he changed quarterbacks at halftime of the national yeah. championship game. Like, you know, making making a flip between MTSU and Texas is not something he's going to be overly concerned about. I don't believe. Yeah, so uh, for you, I, I wouldn't get rid of those other three stories uh, after you publish that first one. Hang on to them. You might be able to just kind of rework them for later in the season, it sounds like. No, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the copy is, I don't believe, going to go to waste here. All right, he's Matt Stahl. He's my guest here on WNSP. He covers Alabama for AL.com. All right, can, can we, gotta, we have to address the elephant in the room uh, that came up very early in this conversation. And I failed to mention it earlier, and so that's just a disservice to our listeners. But you covered horse racing. You weren't the guy that was on the horse, right, talking to the jockey after the race? No, 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 no. That was that was not me. I was the one who got up at 4 in the morning and hung out by the Churchill Downs coffee pot trying to get trainers to talk to me because I was the only 22-year-old covering horse racing at the time because I ended up in it um, – just in the middle of the pandemic, I graduated college. <laughs> they so, were like, yeah, can you, uh, we got a job covering horse racing. Can you know anything about horse racing? I, you know, lied to them. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. So that's how you, that's how you end up in that for a year and a half. Are jockeys uh, as reluctant as Saban is to release depth charts in the world of horse racing? <laughs> you know, it's funny <laughs> because sometimes – Sometimes a jockey will be caught in a weird spot where a horse they regular two horses that they regularly ride will end up in the same place. So you do have to call the jockey agent and be like, "What's the first preference here?" And ah. uh, generally, generally they'll actually tell you, but just because they'll have a pre-existing relationship with one of the trainers or whatever, uh, and, and like generally they're kind of forthcoming about that. But occasionally you'll get someone who just like really doesn't want to talk to uh, talk about it. So you have to go a little uh, little deeper in. Nobody, a, a lot of folks aren't like connected financially in horse racing. So generally, if you call the trainers, they'll uh, they'll tell you who's going to ride their horse in the race. Matt, great stuff. You never know what you're going to get here at WNSP. We start with Alabama football. We end on horse racing. We're just a well-rounded, diverse radio show. That's really the only way I can put it. Before I let you go, tell everybody what's the best way to follow your coverage of Alabama as they prepare for the season opener this Saturday. 
I got all the coverage over at AL.com. You can follow me on Twitter, MattStone97. Hey, man, appreciate the time. Great stuff. We'll be in touch. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy this weekend. Will do. Thanks a lot. Yep. All right, one final segment of the day. One final segment before Lee Shervanian makes his return. So essentially one final segment to get your word in in any form or fashion. Hit us up in the app at WNSP.com. Give us a call, 694-1055. It's the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. We're at Williamson High School in Air Sports 1 at Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP. My name is David Palmer, and I'm on WNFC 105.5. One final segment of the day. The vacation is over. For Lee, I meant, not for us. Uh, the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School away. game day. Uh, I want to thank all the fine folks here at Williamson High School for having us out. It's a lot of fun. A reminder tonight, Michael Bronner on the call of tonight's game. Williamson hosts LaFleur. Um, be listening to the sports station for that. We're going to take Air Sports 1 from here to the gas station. Head on over to St. Paul's for tomorrow's high school game day. Lee will be back. Should be a lot of fun. And again, want to thank David Morris of QB Country, the Mobile County Sheriff's Office, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Rich's Car Wash, and Willen Barnes and his family at McDonald's Restaurants for making uh, our high school game day possible. So uh, uh, if you can get out, support the businesses that support your kids right here in Mobile and Baldwin County. All right. Uh, we got a little news of the weird, and it hits yeah. a little too close to home in more ways than one. Yeah, I got a question for you, Mark. Okay, shoot. You ever encountered a large snake? I'm glad you in finished that statement. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, that's uh, the reptile. Yeah. That's a uh, that's a uh, hard no. Well, Sheila and her husband here in Mobile County, they did. They encountered a large Western Diamondback in their toilet. And look, it's not like coming out the toilet like a reverse turd. It is lined inside the toilet. And Wait, back up, back up. What the hell is a reverse turd? If you did a turd in reverse, it comes out the hole. And that's not where the snake's coming from. Because I'm sure a lot of listeners, when they say, a snake in the toilet, but a, but it must have slithered up the pipe. And this came is why you and I don't do radio anymore, because we get on these tangents. But a... As you put it, a turd is not defined by which way it goes. No, it's not. So to say that it's a reverse turd would be inaccurate. A reverse turd. If you were to <laughs> we're totally getting go home, <laughs> video yourself, going number two, finish, flush, and then play that video in reverse. Right. That is how right. most people would assume the snake's coming out the toilet, but you would be wrong. The snake's actually inside the toilet. It was, like, wrapped around the rim of the toilet. Like it was in the, the rim. In the bowl. Yeah, it, that's messed up. So how did they see it? There was a – was there a it – bit, It bit the hand. Looks is like that a hand? I'm palm. not sure that, that – is that a finger? That looks like <laughs> – Yeah. See, <laughs> first question. I'm not sure what he was holding there. Yeah. I mean, luckily so it bit something up. It how did the snake else. get out of the, the, the porcelain, like, rim? There was, a, there was a hole. It was already cracked to begin with. That I don't know. Bro, I will say need this. They need to clean their toilet. Yeah, well, that's the least <laughs> of his problems at this point. But I, I don't think I'd ever sit on a toilet again. Well, look, and then they just break it apart completely. 
You'll have to save those picks and put them in the app or something so people can kind of get an idea. Because now all they're thinking of in their head probably is just a turd in reverse. Yeah. A, a reverse turd. I learned something new today. I learned two things. That could be new your new day. nickname. Reverse turd. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I think it's all d dependent on your uh, perception okay. of yourself yeah. and of uh, the beauty of the uh, the digestive system and the miraculous miracle that is the human body and our own anatomy. <laughs> Nick is a. Uh, Nick is the uh, king of talking and not saying anything. What? That's not true, or maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> Man, right. when Lee's not here and I'm here on the morning, it feels like when like your teacher uh, like moves you, like, hey, y'all talk too much. You go, got to sit on the other side of the class. And then when they're out and the sub's in, you go back to your old seat. Yeah. I was going to – You. it's kind of like when the sub used to – or the teacher used to bring in that big – old tv that was strapped to the doll and you're like oh yeah it's it's gonna be a good class Did you today used to mess with your subs when you were a kid i used to really mess with my substitute teachers we had guys that you like people would i sure. was that guy i i would every time i had a substitute teacher i would go as long as i can making them believe that i didn't speak english that was like me and this other guy nathan montgomery what up nate that was like yeah nate how you doing man or uh, should i say hola well, we, we didn't know any language that was, so we'd have to make up a language. And then one time, one of the subs was, like, really getting on to me, like, no, that's not true. And a lot of them, they, they wouldn't question it, right? So they would be like, oh, oh, thanks, you know, great job. Wow, you really did that assignment on your own? Thanks. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you got you to gotta know that substitute teachers in general know Do they're they really getting – they, One, they don't care, but know they're getting – they're getting well. I went so far as to photoshopping a of. fake country called Zumbadil at the bottom of South America, and then like showing the teacher, like, live here, live here, me. And they believe you? Yeah, half of them did. So I don't know what that says Dude, about like the substitute teachers did, I, around here or what. All right. So now I got two questions. How the hell did you graduate high school? <laughs> one and two. What does it say about us that we hired you? Ah. <sighs> I don't know, man. What can I say? I, I was a, you know, on the radio, you could say that we're professional BSers, and I uh, started training for that at a very young age. By the way, because we are at school, uh, a listener did put reverse turd in, the in a sentence to use. Okay. And I quote, Mark is the reverse turd of Alabama football. Yeah, because yeah. They, you out, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, uh, Mr. Bronner, sir, can you uh, tease the folks that we're doing some picks this year and where they might be able to find that information? Oh, yeah. So I made the uh, mistake of making the first round of picks start with a Thursday game. So you're just going to have to take my word for it when this article comes out on Friday that I did, in fact, get the picks for the Florida-Utah game beforehand because uh, everyone has submitted a pick. For, uh, besides Lee, by the way, I have not gotten Lee's picks. I'm chasing him down to try He's to get those picks, but you can yeah. check those out on Friday. That's going to be every Friday. There will be a little WNSP staff picks if you're interested in that, and I'll keep track of the record all year. I don't know. Maybe the winner will get Chick-fil-A or something. Uh, you know, nothing nothing decided on that, but uh, something. So, yeah, if anyone knows where Lee is, tell him to respond to my email and give me some picks. Okay. Uh, are, are you picking Florida or Utah tonight, Bronner? 
Ah, like it, it was Utah easy, and now Rising is out for uh, for Utah. By the way, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. Uh, Utah is still better, and they're at home. I think I'm still going to go with Utah, uh, but definitely have to think twice about it. Well, me being the anti-Alabama and SEC establishment, I'm going with Florida. Florida I mean, I I don't more. care. I mean, I have nothing against Florida. I don't. It's certainly not. It's it's more of a who I think is going to win and f- the fact that Florida stinks. Will you pick against Alabama at some point this season? Absolutely not. So you're not going to pick who you think is going to win? I didn't pick against the Patriots once last year when da- when Dave and I would do our game picks every week, even if so I thought they were going to lose. Of, what's the point of doing picks if you're not going to actually like objectively look and decide who's going to win like am i gonna pick texas next week heck no what do you mean but if you believed texas would actually win well i don't believe would texas you pick is gonna texas win for so one so you got, new, you're, you're you're like got new england going 17 and 0 uh well it was against the spread uh last year so uh so you're you're likely you can't think on that hypothetical plane just hypothetically you know vince young vince young is is, is suiting up for texas in week two and you think Texas is going to beat Alabama? For the rec- for the Texas. record, it's not like Texas is favored in this game. Alabama is still favored by like a oh touchdown. Kind of go with me on this. All right, let's say hypothetically the Alabama bus breaks down on the way there, and they're like, you know what, we can't cancel the game. And there's a little league team in the stands, and it's like something out of a movie that they have to put on the Alabama jerseys, and these little league kids mm. have to go up against Texas. Who are you picking in that game? I'd probably have to go Texas in that case. Alabama would cover the spread, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did, yeah, did I get my bet in on, on Texas before the, before the line shifted there? <laughs> Hypothetically, no. Uh, well, that's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, truly, I do think Alabama is going to beat Texas. And truly, like, I, I'm not going to go in. Th- I, I might be nervous headed into Alabama games this year, but there's not going to be a game that I think, oh, Alabama's going to lose today. Are you – are you more confident in this Alabama football team, or were you more confident in Alabama's basketball team this past year? Mm, it's basketball, and it's Alabama basketball, so, you know, you, you never know. Alabama's made the Elite Eight once in program history, so thought they had a good chance, but, you know, things didn't work out. All right. Uh, that does it for another edition. Thanks to Mr. Bronner there uh, back at the studios. For Nick, I'm Mark. You've been listening to Dr. Chris Romonics. High school game day from Williamson High School. Make sure you listen to Bronner tonight on the call of Williamson and LaFleur. We're back at it tomorrow in Air Sports 1 at St. Paul's. Until then, see ya!